What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 169 of the Takes to Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about random things in gaming. My name's Seth, and joining me today on my left, your right, Chevy. Chevy, hopefully you're doing well, mm. and uh, hopefully you're ready to catch up on a bunch of videos that we did not cover on the channel for the last week or so, because two weeks ago you were on vacation, then a week ago I was on vacation, and it's kind of exacerbated things, so we got a lot of things to watch. Yeah, well, and then we also did Plus Clubbing Game of the Month, so yep. yeah, it's been a yep. little bit. Yeah, I was like, why does it feel like we haven't done a taste cast while I'm like that? We had all the reaction things we did live. We did like four of those in a week. Mm -hmm. And then we were both gone for individual weeks and shit. I'm like, it feels weird around here. <laughs> so we're catching up. If there's still a video we do not cover in this episode that you want us to watch and react to, let us know. You know we're open to checking that stuff out. With that, I want to kind of remind people also that uh, our games on PlayStation Plus this month are Crash Bandicoot 4, Man of Medan, and Arcadageddon. Make sure to play those. Come back at the month for Plus Club. And uh, Monster Hunter Rise is our game of the month that you picked. We'll be playing that throughout the month as well. We are playing on Switch, just so people know. And uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the month as well for Game of the Month. So those reminders are out there because we haven't done that in a little bit. So it's the first Tasty Cast of July. Uh, so we got to go through game releases. We're going to read the game releases via this is the gamer.com and uh, talk about our hype uh, for the games coming out in July. Seems pretty slim, but we'll go through it. Uh, when you're, are you ready? Mm. Let's do this. Okay, so uh, on July 1st, we got F122. On July 7th, we got Gwent Rogue Mage on PC. Oh, F122 came out on uh, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, uh, and PC. So pretty much everything except for Switch. Um, so anyway, continuing. Gwent Rogue Mage PC. Uh, on July 8th, we got Clonoa Fantasy Reverie Series on Switch. July 8th as well, we got AI The Somnium Files Nirvana Initiative on PS4, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. Then July 12th, we got Time on Frog Island, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, X, uh, Switch, and PC. Uh, and then let's see, July 12th, we got Garden Story on Xbox One, Xbox Series. Uh, July 15th, we got Rune Factory 5 on PC. Then July 19th, we got Stray finally coming out on PS4, PS5, and PC. Um, I believe that's also going to be um, on one of the higher tiers of PlayStation Plus, so just get it. Interesting. So uh, definitely look out for that. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Let me know in the comments if I'm wrong. July 19th, we got As Dusk Falls on Xbox One, Xbox Series, and PC. July 21st, we got Wayward Strand on Switch. Then July 22nd, we got Live Alive uh, on Switch. And then, I can't believe it's already coming out. Uh, July 25th, or 26th, we got Story of Seasons Pioneers of Olive Town uh, on PS4. July 28th, we got Bear and Breakfast on Switch and PC. July 29th, we got Hell Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 coming out on Switch. And then July 29th, we got Digimon Survive. Can't believe there's a Digimon game coming out. PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. No next gen. Interesting. And then uh, July 29th, uh, last but not least, RimWorld Console Edition, finally coming out to console on PS4 and Xbox One. Chevy, what games are calling out to you in July? Um, I'm a little curious about Rune Factory 5. I've heard, you know, a lot of people who are into, you know, your, like your Harvest Moons, Sturdy Valley, stuff like that. They talk about Rune Factory. I've never touched any of those games before. So I am a little curious as usual with those, but I never just like pull the trigger to actually like pick them up. So... Uh, maybe I will, because I'm more comfortable playing on my PC anyways. Um, so I am a little interested in that. Stray, I'm also interested in. Um, I'm pretty sure I have the default PlayStation Plus, so if I am 
uh, you know, to, to play that, I'll probably have to just pick it up. So I'll wait for reviews, but it does look interesting. Um, is it Live Alive or Live Alive or Live Alive? It, it, whatever that game is. Um, I know that was a Japan-only release. Uh, now finally coming to the States. I am curious about that. Apparently it was it was pretty beloved in Japan. So, um, again, I'm going to kind of wait and, and see what people say about it. But I am curious about that. Story mm-hmm. Seasons is another like Harvest Moon-esque game. Um, oh, yeah. That's why it sounds familiar. In fact, I think that is the actual name of Harvest Moon games before they got localized here. I think they just stopped calling them Harvest Moon finally. Hmm. Um, I could be wrong on that. Um, but I, yeah, I am curious to that as well. Um, Xenoblade, I have like a, uh, an interest in, but I have not played like any of them. So three is probably not a good starting point and, uh, maybe not on console, but I've been curious about playing RimWorld for a while, but it does not ever drop in price, which is probably means it has a lot of buying power still. A lot of people play it. Yeah. It has overwhelmingly positive reviews on steam. So, yeah. Yeah, um, let's see. Stray, 100% I'm going to play. I've been waiting to play that game. Um, you know, could be good, could be bad. Don't know. I think the idea is cool, though. So I think it's an idea worth, uh, uh, you know, buying um, and checking out. But it looks cool. So I'm excited to finally play that. Um, and that's going to be soon. So that's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of curious about Story of Seasons, but I, I remember seeing it, but I don't remember what it looks like. So. Uh, I'll have to look into it um, again, but um, the live alive or whatever you call it, live a live or whatever. Um, I don't remember what that is. Is it, is it like a uh, 2D game or? Okay, I'll have to look into that uh, as well. But I remember, I just remember the name honestly. Uh, 100% going to pick up Xenoblade Chronicles three. Um, really like two. Played one a little bit, um, so three is definitely a must for me. And uh, RimWorld that. The console edition only reminds me that I should play it on PC. So I probably will not be picking up the console edition on the 29th, but I will be uh, thinking about the PC version that I should have played a long time ago uh, on the release of that game. So uh, I think that's pretty much where I stand on that. But overall for me, very uh, easy month in terms of like uh, must buys. There's two games here that I feel like I 100% are going to buy. And outside of that, you know, some things I'm going to look into, but nothing too uh, crazy. I am... Uh, I do find it interesting that Klonoa is still a thing, though, because I remember back on PS2 seeing Klonoa. I'm like, what mm. the fuck is that? And I played it, and it was all right, but, like, it's 2022, and I'm like, they still make Klonoa? Like, what's the... Who who plays those games? Don't know. People on Switch, apparently. Uh, anything else? Mm, nope. All right, what's Rune Factory again? Is that a puzzle game? No. It's like a... Uh, like a Harvest Moon style game, except for I think there is like adventure objectives and stuff like that. Uh, I've, I've never played them, so I'm, I'm not 100% sure. I just know that they fall in the same audience. So I remember reading in the comments for some somebody was talking uh, on the Harvestella trailer um, saying that it's just Rune Factory. It looks like Rune Factory, yeah. Yeah. So, and that instantly made me think like, should I check out Rune Factory if it's just They're this? It's supposed to be really good. I've, like I said, I've never played one. I've had an interest, but I just never seemed to do it. Yeah, I, it's funny that the first thing I was like, that sounds like a puzzle game. And then I remember, I'm like, no, no, wait, somebody's talking about that. So mm-hmm. then maybe I should look into that. Yeah. Anything else? 
Nope. All right, let us know in the comments what games are you guys excited for in July? What games have you already picked up? What games are you absolutely going to pick up? Uh, are you excited for Stray? Are you excited for Xenoblade Chronicles 3? Is there something on this list uh, otherwise that you're really excited for? Is there something that's not on this list that you're excited for? Let us know everything you're thinking about in the comments below. All right, let's jump into what we've been playing, which where we talk about uh, games we've been playing. Um, let's go with, no, I'll start first. Uh, I only got three games that I've played in like the last week or so, so uh, my list is relatively short. One game I can just kind of confirm that I've played, but I can't talk about because we're going to talk about it on Plus Club, is uh, Arcade Again, um, which uh, was just one thing I'm going to throw out there. It's very interesting that Ilphonic made this game because it seems to be their most well-made game. Um, not in terms of like how much I like it, but that it does, it, it's not very janky when you play it. Elphonic made, um, uh, Friday the 13th. Oh, they made, okay, yeah, uh, yeah. the predator game, okay, yeah, uh, hunting yeah. grounds. Uh, a lot of their games come out really buggy and for fucked sure, up. For sure. uh-huh. Um, and still, you know, get followings like Friday the 13th, but it's not like a well-made game. So when I'm playing this, I was just like, it's weird. It's the same people. Yeah. Like how'd they do this, but they couldn't get some of their other games to run uh, as smooth. So uh, I'll just throw it out there. But I will have a lot to say on that game. So stay tuned for Plus Club uh, where we will discuss that. And in case you don't know what Arcade Again is, uh, real quick, it is a cooperative. uh, I think there's PvP in as well, but I didn't try that out. Um, It's a cooperative third-person shooter that's essentially, it feels almost like a roguelike. You do like, uh, I don't know if they're procedurally generated or not, but uh, you do these like essentially these runs. We have to complete objectives and shoot a bunch of stuff. And every time you do a run, there's random weapons that you find in boxes. And you're trying to get your gear up, almost like you're playing like a battle royale. And then uh, you complete the mission. You have to start over again. As you level, you can customize your character more and more and more uh, the way they look. And they all look like Osmosis Jones for some reason. We'll talk about that. Um, But then you can upgrade uh, higher tiered weapons to start your runs with. So it feels like a roguelike to me. Um, So, yeah, check that out and we'll talk about it. Uh, I played Core Keeper, um, which is popular uh, right now on Steam. Um, It is a top, it feels like a top down Terraria. Essentially, you are like underground in an underground cave. I I didn't play it a lot, so I'm not an expert on this, but uh, you pick a character. or class type, they all start with a couple um, beginning stats that boost them in certain directions. So there's like a guy who's better at fishing, starts with a fishing pole. But you can, if you you know craft a fishing pole and fish, you can get your all your stats up to do that anyway. But it's just kind of a boost in that direction. There's like a chef character who starts off with like a pan or pot and can cook a little better than other people. There's a miner who starts off with a pick, stuff like that. You get it. Um, and yeah, you control with uh, WSAD, use the mouse to uh, look around and click on things, and you essentially uh, mine through walls, find uh, minerals or stuff like that, um, and you uh, craft uh, you know, underground houses, uh, you craft uh, infrastructure to make, uh, you know, it's, it's a fucking, it's a survival game. Um, you eat, you get buffs from that, you fight monsters, it seems like there's bosses, uh, so it kind of reminds me of Terraria in mm-hmm. that sense as well. Um, I was, uh, it's got a big light emphasis. So you put down torches, they're very easy to make, so you can make it bright easily. But, uh, if you wander in an area that does not have light, um, it's pitch black. So, um, I wandered into this cave area and the whole room was just lit up and there's this giant glowing, like, uh, blob monster that's jumping through and it's destroying the fucking walls as it was jumping. So it's just destroying everything. I was like, I'm not fighting him right now. I just ran off. So, um, 
but yeah, it's uh, from what I've played so far, pretty cool. I'm definitely going to play it some more. Um, I didn't put a lot of time into it, but I got the the idea of it, and it mm. seems like a cool game. It's multiplayer, so you can play with friends. Um, it's definitely a game you would like. Um, I remember I told you that, and you're like, I don't need to hear that because you already have plenty of games to play. I understand that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Definitely, if you're curious about it, and it sounds interesting. I mean, it's it's well made. It's you're not going to be disappointed with it. I don't think so. Uh, Core Keeper is uh, pretty cool. So check it out. I will play it more, and I will keep you guys up to date on what I think of it. Uh, last game and pr- primary game I've been playing the most lately is The Ascent, which was our game of the month mm. for June. Um, we continued to play it afterwards um, because I had heard it's a shorter game, and uh, it is. It's a pretty short game if you stick to like the the main quest. You can get through that really quickly, but there's enough content in the game that the game doesn't have to be short. When I heard it was a short game, I was like, oh, it's like you just get through it real quick. But if you do every little thing, that game can really last a while. Um, so yeah, after we had talked about it on uh, Game of the Month, um, we continued to play it. Um, because we had already put so much time into it, we're like, we should just beat it. Yeah. Um, this is bleeding into my games as well. So. Yeah. So feel free, because this is my last game to jump in. Yeah. Um, so we continue to play it. Uh, we played with Sarah a little bit. Yes. We played with Josh a little bit, but a big event happened yeah. that would have absolutely affected my review of um, The Ascent. Uh, so it's good it happened after, I guess. Uh, we, Josh made a brand new character because he was just starting, and we jumped into his game, and it loaded us as new characters. Yeah, it's important to note, before he actually was, he we joined during character creation, so he was not even in the game yet. Yeah, so in the beginning of the game, before you even start the game, you can load people into a, like a little lobby at the start screen, mm-hmm. and then start the game together, or you can just be in the game and invite people to your game, which I would advise you to do. Do the latter. Be in the game first, <laughs> before you invite people, because... He was starting his character, and what I would have assumed would have just had him make his character while our characters sit there in the background, like typically what happens when you invite people to your lobby. It gave us all a character to create. And instantly I'm like, I've been playing. I'm not going to make a character. Like, what is this? Is it like a glitch? Uh, we go back, and uh, that's my character now. And I'm going around. I'm like, where's my where's my character I put like 22 hours into? Yeah. Um, so we looked it up. That character's gone. So uh, me and you lost our characters. Um, Sarah misunderstood me and thought we are going to make new characters. So she started a new character before that. So she didn't lose her level 16 Best character. Best misunderstanding ever. Yes. Because yeah. she was playing her 16 character. And I was like, oh, you didn't lose your character? She's like, no. I thought we were going to start a new character. So I did. I'm like, whoo. I wish I, I misunderstood me. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> did that. Uh, so me and you lost our characters, which really kind of sucked. It's only 22 hours, but it's also 22 hours. It's not yeah. like I only spent two hours playing the game, um, which was kind of uh, devastating for a second. For a split second, I was like, I don't even want to play this game anymore. For just a second, I thought that. But then we're looking into it, and uh, it's kind of cheesy, but understand where we're coming from. There are people on Reddit who have also experienced this. Commonly. And, uh, it's pretty common. Yeah. A lot of people are really upset about this. So people were offering their save files. Um, people had like level 18s, all this shit. And because we were in the 20s, we found somebody who had a level 25 save. Um, So whoever did that on Reddit, if you somehow watched this, thank you. You helped us out here. Um, It's not the ideal situation. I would have wanted to play a game. Like I had my character and now I don't. So, uh, but uh, we took that uh, save file and then um, 
essentially spent uh, all the money it came with on that save file to um, reset the skills, reset the skills yeah. to be more like what we had set up mm-hmm. individually. And then uh, from there we're broke and had to like rebuy all our gear and shit. Um, yeah, spent the money on that and then going and getting um, plastic surgery essentially to get my character's appearance back to the way it was too. So. Yeah, so the only thing that was convenient about it is we started with some gear. The guy had less gear than we'd had. Which yeah, so he did no side quests, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he had like no gear, um, but he had the levels mm. that that I wanted. So essentially, that's what I got out of it. And I was more broke with his character than I would have been with my character because we were doing all the side quests. Mm. So it was kind of detrimental to us, but it did still feel like a step back. But it, it made up for the time investment we lost. So um, not ideal, but uh, <laughs> was helpful because it was less devastating that way, I guess. Um, so anyway, we did that, um, played with Josh and Sarah. It's a lot of fun with four people. Um, in fact, I think that game should only be played with people. Um, you can play it by yourself. It's it's fine that way, but the game's definitely a lot more fun with more people. Um, and yeah, we reviewed the game, so I'm not going to go too much into that. If you want to really know my, my deeper thoughts on The Ascent, um, check out that review. Oh, it's the last episode. Um, but yeah, post that review, we beat the game. Um, we were right at the end before we <laughs> did the review. So um, apparently we said to do a couple more missions. Um, locations, we already touched on this in the review, but the locations just get more and more cool. They're the, the game is full of detailed locations, um, and that continues even past where we played uh, for that review. Um, Storyline is nothing amazing. We already talked about that in the review, but um, it finishes. And it does allude to maybe a sequel, so yeah, it's fine. I would like to see that. Um, I think the story did get better at the end, but that's where the story started for me. <laughs> like they they do this exposition dump of like what's happening, and I'm like, oh, that's the story. Okay, why am I learning that right before the end of the fucking game? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of lame, but it it worked. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Um, and yeah, the game was very buggy still. It seemed more buggy uh, with the more people playing because the variables are up. Like with four people, you got four different situations that bugs can arise. And when they happen to one person, it affects everybody. So if someone crashes or gets disconnected or their character's doing something weird, it starts affecting everybody else. Chevy's uh, markers on the map are disappearing. Uh, my character at one point couldn't shoot because his gun wasn't in his hand. Um, bunch of weird shit. Disconnects happen, like I said. Um, so yeah, that game definitely needs, um, some cleaning up 100%. <laughs> that should be their priority. To yeah. Be honest. It's, it's super conflicting cause the game is awesome, but it has horrible bugs, like yeah, a lot of them. So if you're impatient, you're going to go insane. So. Yeah. You're going to have to learn to overlook them. Maybe on console, I didn't have that problem. I think it's on Xbox, but, um, mm. but on PC, holy shit, dude. And like all four of us were having problems. So it's like, not like a, well, it's just your PC. Well, it, it just, it came to the point where like every, like, I don't know, 15 minutes or so, someone's Something like, I'm having happen. an issue. I'm like, okay, do we keep playing or do we reload? <laughs> Which makes me wonder why cyberpunk games are so buggy. It's so weird. Why? There is no real reason. That, there's no connection that is, there. That is purely coincidental. Yeah, I just think it's funny because like some of the buggiest games that people have complained about, two of them are fucking cyberpunk games. So. For sure. I, uh, yeah, I mean, the games, like you said, it's a lot of fun. Um, and for that, that alone, you know, was able to continue playing and, and beat it. Cause, yeah, if uh, it was mediocre, I wouldn't have dealt with the bugs. Yeah. 
the <laughs> the bugs are, are are plentiful and very annoying. Um, so you guys have a really great idea. Uh, please fix it. Yeah, because there's like a great game <laughs> that you're playing, and then the bugs happen. You're like, why? Why? Yeah. Oh god, it's so annoying. Um, Plus, the hop in, hop out multiplayer is ridiculously convenient to do in that game. Yep. So. Yeah, you, you just keep playing no matter what. Someone's got to go. You're like, okay, and then scales change. Yeah, it seems like scaling there. is like the amount of enemies, though, typically, because I feel like there's much more enemies on screen when yeah. more people are playing. Also, player beware. Like, uh, If you don't plan your, your combat in that game, uh, you're going to... We learned a little too late. Go around the walls every uh, once in a while. The hit points seem ridiculous, and it's just you're using the wrong stuff, period. Yeah. Yeah, for instance, there's uh, these robot spiders we're fighting, and we're just shooting like normal ballistics at them. Sponges, man. And then I was using my stasis rifle, which seems to damage um, robots pretty well. The big spiders, not so much, because they're immune to stasis, but I think they're still taking damage. But then you start using a... um, The buff that turns things into digital damage. Yeah, it turns all your damage into digital damage, and you are significantly doing much more damage. Yeah, I was watching their health fall, finally. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the game is set up uh, in a way that you can just play however you want, but it definitely is leaning itself to uh, you should be using this damage type for that type of enemy. Mm -hmm. And if you're not doing that, you're making the fight harder for yourself, um, which Which, is fine. Which we did for like 20 hours. Yeah, you can still still get through it. We did. But um, but yeah, once we start deep diving more into that kind of stuff, I was like, oh, okay, because I never touched that fucking mod, so... So I was like, well, digital damage, I don't give a shit about yeah, that. Once yeah, we, once we were kind of hitting that wall there, um, partially due to difficulty, partially due to crashes, um, I decided to like read all the fucking tooltips and all the moves. I was like, there has to be something that kills these fuckers, man. And then I saw the one tooltip about digital damage versus robots. And I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, and it made a big difference. Mm. It made such a difference. I'm like, that's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah, That's how you should fight robots in this game. The stasis rounds did a good job, too, but the digital damage did did the damage it was supposed to be doing. So. Right. Especially when you're killing all these enemies and they're dying the way you're used to them dying. It's pretty pretty quick. And then these guys all of a sudden are like these crazy tanks, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Right. So, um, yeah. So the finale's good. The ending's good. The final boss is uh, easier than the segment before getting to the final boss. True. Um, the game has plenty of weapons and plenty of mods. It, it does, yeah. Not mods. Um, plenty of um, augments. Mm. It has four modules. Modules are passive uh, uh, attachments you can put on yourself. Mm. That just They have add passives. There's fucking four of them in the game that I've seen. So there might be more, but yeah, they, they're pretty but rare, we've apparently. we've done so much. Yeah. There's like four, maybe five of them. That's it. And I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, why do you have a whole system called modules and you only have a couple of them? That's fucking insane. And well, two of them are health-related. Especially when, like, you compare it to every other type of equipment is more, just way more robust. Yeah. There's a bunch of guns. There's plenty of augments. Mm-hmm. I would like more of all those things. Though, if they do add more to this game or make a sequel... I'd be down for them to... I want them to add more modules. It's ridiculous how little there is. But uh, there's plenty of guns. And they're all really cool. Yeah. Um, plenty of augments. I'd like more augments, but there's plenty of them as well. I would like modifications to the guns, even if they're simple. Like maybe one gun 
when you've got it upgraded to level 10 or whatever, you can pick a mod that's either uh, it does this kind of damage now, maybe it does fire damage now, or it now splits into two rounds oh, when you yeah, shoot. Yeah, Just gotcha. basic modifications at the very least that would make it so like, if you're using the same gun as me, we could possibly have different variants of it at For the least. Sure. That would be fucking cool. Um, because there is plenty of guns in the game, but there's certain ones you just lean towards because they seem like the best. It'd be nice if some other guns that shoot similar to the gun you have, but yours just has better stats, could have a modification that can make it a little more interesting. Maybe like arc uh, fucking lightning when you shoot people and shit. Like something interesting to, to right. give the guns uh, character. That'd be something I would really like to see um, in, in the game. Um, and the world's pretty big, so they could just add a couple more sections or, you know, add new doorways to areas you've been to go to different places if they wanted to add, like, expansion-type shit. It's but, not uh, the one zone you go to four times. I don't want to go back there. Yeah, the fucking uh, Deep Stink, where the fuck? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't want to go down there ever again, dude. I'm sick of that fucking place. <laughs> Although I think it is creative that they have that location you start in and you revisit it four different times, and there's four different paths that you don't even think about when you're going past it the first time. And then when you come down again, you go this way, and you're like, oh, okay, there's a whole thing down here that, mm -hmm. that they want you to explore. So, um, yeah. The whole time I was playing it, I was enjoying it, and it's got some shortcomings, bugs 100%. But um, I was just thinking about, like, man, there's, like, a really cool game here that they could just add some more to to make it even better. Um, like I said, with, like, mod mod or modding the guns, uh, adding more augments and definitely more modules. It needs more modules and more creative tacticals. Um, there's some cool tacticals. There's also some boring ones. So um, tacticals for anybody who doesn't know is like grenades or like a heal you can drop on the ground that that you know just heals everybody. Um, Turrets, etc. Yeah, yeah. There's some pretty cool ones. You mm -hmm. can like uh, I don't know if it's tactical or not. No, no, no. That's an augment I think where you can drop like drones and stuff and augment. robots. Yeah, those are pretty cool. But uh, as far as they're not tacticals. I think there is one tactical. I think it just collects loot for you, though. Well, there's another one that's a drone that does stasis, but it flies to one guy and locks them in place. Oh, but okay. you can fucking use it right after it blows up. So it's got a really quick cooldown time. Interesting. Or not cooldown, but power usage. Mm. But yeah, anyway, um, I've talked about enough. Uh, I've played it plenty. I started a new game plus, and... Uh, Apparently, you can level indefinitely, which is kind of crazy. I have pretty much all the gear now, which does not incentivize. Incentivize. I can't. Does not make me want to continue playing it um, because I already have everything uh, unlocked. But as you level, your stats, I think at least your health, do increase. So there's a reason to keep playing, I guess, there. Unless you just really enjoy the game, which hmm. I do. So the the and I understand why they just add new game plus everything because some people like do want to just play keep playing and playing and playing or whatever. But, yeah, um, I do think if you're gonna add a new game plus, you should at least have like new game plus only like encounters or something, something to incentivize actually doing it. Mm -hmm. So I think it did say it changes up a couple of fights, but um, there's just not enough gear mm -hmm. to like get after. So because I already have like all the things unlocked. I have a lot of the things upgraded, so I can continue upgrading the stuff. But, um, yeah. Anyway, All game's right. fun. I dig it. Uh, and that's what I've been playing. All right. Well, I played that, as we just discussed. So that'll be my first one. <laughs> um, I played a little bit of Minecraft. The Swamps and Ancient City update came out. I think it's called the Wild Update. Um, I've not done the Ancient City stuff yet, but I did go find a uh, mangrove swamp. 
and collected some seeds to grow some of the trees, caught some frogs, brought them back to home base. So now I don't have to go thousands of blocks away to go find them ever again. Um, made a bunch of frogs next to a uh, friend of the channel, uh, Rob's uh, base. And uh, apparently a bunch of them decided to jump into his quarry and live there instead. So now he's digging a hole with a bunch of frogs hanging out with him. <laughs> Sounds like Rob, dude. That's what he deserves. Um, <clears throat> that's about all I've done in Minecraft. But I thought I'd bring it up because it was new content and I have experienced some of it now. Um, I am a little hesitant to do the Ancient City because the Warden uh, might as well be a horror game. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll do it eventually. Yeah, what else did I play? I played... Um, trying a huge blank now. I had it in my head before we started recording and now it's gone uh played i think i mentioned it last time maybe not but i played a little bit of graveyard keeper mm. um i like it it's fun uh, i think stardew valley is still a better game but graveyard keeper is a fun game i i was uh all of a sudden looking out my window and the sun was out when i was playing it so it definitely keeps you occupied um if i had some small complaints i feel like there's a lot of back and forth um for resources that uh and i know you do that in a lot of these games but it, it felt kind of excessive in this game maybe uh it's just more noticeable i don't know but um yeah i mean i was having fun with it i probably i probably would play it some more uh it did the whole time i was playing it though i kind of was just like ah, i could just love stardew valley <laughs> so yeah there's a couple a games like that where i'll play it and I'm like this is pretty cool but the game that it's like trying to be or at least inspired by i could be playing that so I get that. Yeah, I mean, it has, like, you know, an interesting, like, you know, themes and stuff like that going on with it, with all these, like, creepy characters and whatnot, mm -hmm. and a talking donkey for some reason. Hell yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fun time. If you like those kind of games, I'd recommend picking it up. Um, I, I know, know Josh really uh, liked I said it. Josh liked it, so. Um, he also likes Stardew Valley, though, so it makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else did I play? I played uh, Arcadegeddon. Can't talk about it. But I played it. Does it look like Osmosis Jones? Yep. Okay. Um, the, okay. Uh, I actually, I'm going to ask a question for anyone who has played it. Where's my customization stuff at? You go there and like you can't do anything. I'm confused. What do you mean? Well, I played single player, which might mm -hmm. be the problem. Um, but I didn't seem to ever ever collect get any cosmetics and there were none available for me to click on so i unlocked a full outfit which means you can either wear it all at once or just the shirt uh, head uh by completing a mission for one of the characters that gives you missions there's people all over the arcade that have missions that give you them i ran around collected all of them and then went and did missions is there an icon saying that they have that yeah they have a thing right above their head i didn't see that either huh um, mm -hmm. I'll have to turn it back on, but well, I, uh, yeah, we'll have to play at some point. Maybe it has to do with the fact that I was playing offline too. I don't know. Maybe so, I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, um, because you accrue currency and you can spend sure. that. I have that. But then also, um, I didn't see where even in <laughs> no judgment. I'm not. I'm not talking about my opinion here. Um, even in the tutorial, it's like you can go on the PSN store. It says that the PSN store and buy tokens for these things. I was like, damn, you guys are fucking. That's why you made That's this game. That's pretty blunt. Okay. Yeah, but um, but you can unlock cosmetics by completing missions because I've done it. Gotcha. Yeah, I uh, I played around. Um, it lasted way longer than I thought I was gonna. You played with not with randos by myself. Okay. Yeah. So um, 
without going into too much detail, let's just say I was fucking speed running. <laughs> but, uh, Oh, if you play with people, you're going to be speed running even faster. I believe it. Everybody's it seems like that kind of game. It kind of gives me, uh, like old school Warframe vibes in that regard. Yeah. Old school. Yeah. Not like prime, like the best Warframe's been old, Warframe, old but yeah. like tunnels, the original. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, yeah, played that. That's all I can really say about that. Um, played a little bit of Outriders. Um, I also played a little bit of Outriders, but I don't have to talk about. Yeah, I need to to play some more. Last time I, I played for a little bit, it was kind of hot outside, and my computer was just dumping heat at me, and that's one of those games that makes my graphics card really throw some heat out. So I lost motivation pretty quickly. <laughs> I feel like it, <laughs> it could be better optimized. Uh, but we were playing, when we played, because I also played it mm-hmm. uh, with you at one point, uh, we're playing kind of in preparation of the expansion that I have not picked up yet. I plan on picking up. I, I really want to play it. But uh, we're trying to get you through the story so mm-hmm. that we could play the expansion. Yeah, after reading reviews on the the DLC or whatever it is, um, I'm not in a hurry anymore for it. I, I am curious about it. But it's got pretty mixed reviews when it comes to the price versus content aspect of it. It's funny because I keep hearing that. But then when I watch people who are playing it, they seem to be having fun. Sure, sure. It's, I've so, said I'm just kind of hesitant. Plus, it's added a new end game that's going to give you a lot of time mm-hmm. investment if it's good enough. So for sure. But yeah, I mean, I got to beat the game anyways first. Yeah. So um, I'm in no rush. And there's plenty of game to play in that game because even even Josh beat it uh, recently, and he's like, "That's a long game." I'm like, "I know. It's mm-hmm. deceptively long." Because when I was playing it, I played for a long time, and then I took a break from it for a while, and then me and Sarah came back, and we're like, we're like right at the end, right? Let's just beat it. We spent the whole fucking day getting through, and we're like, holy shit, there's more game to this than than we thought. Yeah, I need to sit down and play some more of it. Um, did I play anything else? I feel like I, I did. I played a bunch of like small little indie games here and there, but nothing really worth mentioning. Uh I don't know. I think that's probably about it. If I can't think of it now, then it wasn't that important. We played board games. We did, but that's not really the... That's not this show. The show, yeah. yeah. Played plenty of those, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, anything else? Not really. I didn't even raid for the last couple of weeks in 14 just because, uh, you know, people have real lives they got to take care of, and that's a priority. So. Any, uh, any games you're planning on playing? I need to play Monster Hunter this month, obviously. The That's other two plus games. My next thing I'm gonna start playing. And my my hopes is to get motivated enough to either play some Outriders or some um, Ghostwire because I mm. I bought that and have not tried it yet. So. Ghostwire is short and it's a cool experience. Yeah, it just Steam Summer Sale happened and it was mm-hmm. it was like hard for me to ignore the because I was gonna play it anyway. So I was like, wow, I'm just gonna buy it now since it's cheap. So. The last like two years, but I did it again this year. Uh, Steam Summer Sale happened. I think I picked up a couple things, like a couple of indie games that were like cheaper than they typically are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, yeah, I've always kind of thought about maybe picking this up. Not a whole lot of things, but like I really tried to stay off of it because I was like, I have too many games. I bought a couple of games, nothing crazy. Um, though I did just buy um, some horror game. I think it's called Phobia Saint something something. It's like a first-person shooter horror game that a bunch of people are saying like it's really good. So, gotcha. But that wasn't part of Steam Summer Sale. I think it like just came out at like late June or something. But I just can't remember what I bought. I know I bought some indie game and then I bought Ghostwire. I bought a horror game. I guess I've just been buying horror games. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck's up with that. Um, 
Also, I locked in my fucking Steam Deck. Oh, yep. So I'll be able to maybe do an unboxing of though I'm sure everybody's already seen it, but you can get my impressions on it. And then, uh, yeah, I want to test that thing out. Fucking see how it plays shit. It's going to be crazy having a fucking PC this fucking big. be nice when you go places, though. Yeah. Not that you use your Switch, but... <laughs> That's why I was like, do I need to buy this? But then I, <laughs> I, I feel like I accidentally clicked the fucking buy button. I'm like, guess I bought it. All right. Here we go. So, excited for that. Yeah. All right. That's it for me. Well, let's know in the comments what games have you guys been playing? What games do you plan on playing in the future? What games do you think we should be playing? We take recommendations, so let us know in the comments. What are the games you're like, dude, you got to fucking try this shit. Um, have you played any games we've been playing? And uh, if you're playing Outriders, how are you liking it? Have you played, uh, oh, God, uh, Core Keeper? Um, I see more and more people are playing that recently. And, uh, yeah, let me know everything you think about in the comments below when it comes to you games that have been played or want to be played um all right so let's jump over to our first video we got a lot of catch-up to do now this came out a little bit ago already i think it's shown off uh it's june 28th so not that long ago but longer than than it should be um it was on the um Oh God, uh, Nintendo Direct Mini that happened while I was on vacation. So, and I have watched this trailer, but it's Harvestella. Um, I just want to put on the record, we can talk about it. And cause I think you've watched it as well. On my phone, yeah. Yeah, so we're gonna watch this so you guys can see it and we'll talk about what we're seeing and then we'll have a discussion uh, on this game. Um, in case you don't know, it's like a JRPG meets Harvest Moon style game or apparently Rune Factory. Um, in which it seems like there is a JRPG-esque story that, that has combat and all this very fantasy stuff you expect from a game like that. But then it also has like the, uh, you know, harvesting uh, things and, and taking, gathering and building. Yeah, and yeah. taking care of animal type stuff that you'd expect from, uh, you know, a Stardew Valley type game. So, um, yeah, let's watch it and then we'll talk about it in uh, three, two, one, go. This is Harvestella. Finally, a Square Enix game that's not a mainline game, but I'm like, oh shit, what's this? There's so many games coming out in the next years, it's insane. Dude, yeah, Square Enix is just like, we're past seasons. making up for shit. We're just gonna start rolling shit out now. Fucking bold move. I actually like the visual style of this game. Oh, yeah, it looks cool. Today. I like the music, too. Till the land, sow seeds, water crops, and gather. Bountiful say, they definitely they collect crafting materials and ingredients. For the thing I'm worried about this game though is when I play JRPGs, I don't want to leave them. <laughs> and then in this game, it's like you can take care of your house. I'm like, fuck. That thing though. Travel yeah. the world They're and get to know a, the people who live uh, in the neighboring easy living mode and villages. 14, very soon too. Where you get your own house and Why is that not common in MMOs? Life is Look at that fucking thing. And little people. <laughs> Dude, yeah, this game is like a must-buy for me. Oh, yeah. inevitably arrives, interrupting the cycle Remember you guys posted seasons. it on Discord while it's gone? I looked at it, I'm like, hey, I'm sure somebody's going to like it. Life <laughs> and, then I, and then I watched it, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to play this. Yeah, that looks cool. Yeah, and the combat looks good. Share in your new friend's sorrow. Although it's weird, all JRPGs Joy, are just moving to that combat style. Pain. Yeah, Square is very aggressively going towards action together combat right now to too. Face momentous uh, I have mixed feelings about it. Maybe I'm too. This is the story of those who live alongside the seasons of life and death. For new audiences. Of their fight 
Yeah, I just want variety. I want like traditional style combat systems and new ones, and then try something else out that this isn't even doing. So I also find it hilarious that you know it's a Square game, and so it has to have that kind of title screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not a Final Fantasy, but it kind of feels like one at the end. <laughs> I think the Mana games look like that too. Yeah, and yeah, it's funny. all of them do. Fucking um, the old Valkyrie uh, Chronicle games did shit. Yeah, they all have some kind of like white screen with like some kind of black contrast or colors yeah it's Something definitely a square representing the game behind it yeah. yeah and yeah one thing i like too is they emphasize the seasons yes. like it, like i wish more games dabbled with seasons i think it's a kind of a cool idea and in a game like this it makes sense especially when you're taking care of this area the terrain changing over time yeah. makes it kind of more interesting especially if it affects i guess your crop yield or whatever i don't know if it will or not but that's kind of cool. There might be like seasons though, where you can grow things and can't grow things. And whatnot, yeah. So, so we talked over that. Cause like I said before, we have watched this before. Hopefully you guys got something out of that though. While we were just kind of essentially saying it looks cool. I like the zone. It looks cool. Well, especially um, in the background, I like the, the multiple bubbles or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so let's jump with you. Uh, what, what are your impressions? What are you thinking about this that we didn't really already talk about? So my first impression when I, I, I saw this was kind of surprised cause you know, even though Square's been doing pretty good lately, at least in their their own development, their publishing side is hit or miss. But mm-hmm. um, oh, it's very hit or miss. Yeah, uh, I saw this and I was like, "Holy crap!" They're like actually not making up like a Final Fantasy, a Dragon Quest, a, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. They're making something new, and uh, I'm thrilled about that. I I, I uh, I'm glad they're comfortable enough to start experimenting again. I think this is um, a fun little safe which is fine because you know people like easy living games but uh it's also just has like a really cool like fantasy style to it which i'm really into um it looks unique and and it's as its own but while also feeling almost kind of familiar which i Mm -hmm. think is really great that they managed to to, uh, capture that feeling um i think the graphic style is a perfect choice for the type of game it is um yeah, I mean, honestly, the only thing I'm afraid of is it just plays bad because everything yep. else looks great. Everything that we've seen, I think, looks awesome. But if it like had like really annoying menus you have to go through to do basic things or like the combat doesn't feel good mm-hmm. or something basic where it's like, I don't even want to play the game. Um, that's something I think could really ruin the game for me. If the story blows, I, I won't care because um, I like the gameplay loop. It seems what we're going to be doing. Yeah. Um, It'd be really funny if this is just a basic small part of the game um, that they're showing off here. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, the formula, though, uh, if it is, in fact, what we're seeing, um, seem, seems like a really good uh, formula to keep you playing a game. So, but, yeah, I agree. It mm. pretty much needs to have something wrong with it for it to not be good. Yeah, I just can't get over, like, like every zone just got a really, like, very high fantasy feel to yeah. it, and I, I love it. Um, yeah, even without the the what's the name of it where you're doing the Stardew Valley stuff, the farming and stuff, the easy living, easy living. That's that's the term. Um, I, even if the game didn't have the easy living stuff, I would still be interested in this game because it looks like a cool uh, JRPG. But that it has that makes it even more interesting to me. I'm not even sure that's actually the term. That's just what I'm um, saying. So. Well, we got a common term to use. People yeah. can understand or not. Yeah, uh, I. I uh, I like that kind of stuff. Anyways, like I'm a huge fan of like Harvest Moon games, Stardew Valley, uh, etc. So um, Square making one and then adding their their 
you know, fantasy touch to it. Um, it's exciting for me. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I really have much else to say on this. I'm sold on it. I think I'll be picking it up day one. Um, I think soon. <laughs> I think it looks like a really cool game. I don't know if it's only coming out on switch, but if it is, uh, it feels like it'd be a must play on there for me. Um, and yeah, I like the, the visual style. I think the JRPG aspect is cool. I think the, uh, the, you know, taking care of your fucking Stardew Valley house is cool. And, um, the music's good. So mm. it, it really hits on a lot of different beats. So I'm, Way more excited for this game than I thought I'd be. So, yeah. Anything else? All right. Well, that was short and easy. <laughs> Let us know in the comments. What do you guys think of Harvestella? What do you What are you liking about it? What are you not liking about it? Um, is this your kind of game? Is it def? Is it your kind of game? Is it definitely not your kind of game? And uh, yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below when it comes to Harvestella and what you think on it. All right, next video, doing some more catch up, is Star Ocean and the Divine Force, which uh, this is a release date trailer. This came out on June 29th, another one that I missed. Um, and yeah, we're going to watch it and we're going to talk about it. I have not watched through this. I watched the beginning of it. And for some reason, when I was on vacation in a cabin out in the woods, I watched this for a split second. I was like, this new fantasy star game coming out. And then I came home and I was like, what's that fantasy star game? You fucking post in the discord. And you're like fantasy star. I'm like, yeah, didn't you post like a fantasy star game? Isn't like a standalone. That was kind of crazy. And you're like star ocean. I'm like, was that star ocean? <laughs> so I know the difference. I'm a fan of, of both more so fantasy star, but anyway, that just shows how much I did not watch this a whole lot. So, uh, very excited to finally watch it all the way through. Um, but you have seen this. Um, I've seen parts of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. It's a three-minute trailer, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, I watched someone talk about it, and they showed parts uh, of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we both have a uh, past uh, having played Star Ocean. A small one, A long yes. time ago. You've played more of them than I have. I played, like, the ones way back in the day. Yeah. Um, I put mo most of my time into, like most people, I would imagine, into the second one. Um, and then I also played the... Was that PS2 or PS3? I cannot remember now. Um I guess, uh, spoiler alert, the one where uh, you find out you are a simulation and you're not a real person. So, Dang, dude. I hate when that happens. <laughs> so, Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've liked them, but it has been a series that Square has kind of ignored for a while. And then they can. the last one specifically was not good. So... It's crazy that Star Ocean has been around since, like, PlayStation. I remember as a kid. Mm. And it's still around, and it's like... It feels like a struggling brand because like, you know, the, some of them come out people are happy with the other ones come out. No one likes them. And it's like, if I'm not mistaken. It was an Enix brand. So it just well, back in the day, it was Enix yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. And PlayStation and it became part of, you know, yeah. obviously Square Enix. I'm company. just surprised it's still surviving. I'm surprised oh, it's still sure. around. So, um, but with that, we should watch this and yeah. see why it's still surviving. I also think it's worth noting too. The first show that we watched was very janky looking. So, um, I have heard this one looks better. Yeah, well, from what I, what I saw, I forgot it was the same game. Because yeah. I remember when we saw the original one, I was like, Yeah, Square uh -oh. shows their games way too early. Even Final yeah. Fantasy 16 looks way better than the first trailer. You know who also shows their games too early? EA. Yeah, I believe that. Fucking, they shut off uh, the new Skate, and uh, we should probably watch that too, but it's too late now. Um, they showed off uh, a trailer for Skate, the new one, and it's just, it's like a joke. It's like meta. It's like, um, uh, oh, it's still coming. Like, that's the joke of the trailer. Like, they're letting you know, hey, it's coming, but also it's like, we know, like, you know, you're wondering where the fuck it's at. But they show, like, all this pre-alpha footage. 
And I'm like, I don't want to see pre-alpha footage of, of games. Like, I get it's it's like you want something and you're excited for a game or whatever, but, like, show me the finalized game. You can show me pre-alpha footage of, like, characters without skins or whatever doing animations, and that's not the final product. So by the time I see the final product, any hype that I've built from this or negativity I've built from this is going to affect that. Yeah. It's not. I hate it. And then they did the same thing with uh, Dead Space remake. Mm. They showed it way too early on. I'm like, dude, just work on it. Mm-hmm. And then fucking you know shows later. Anyway, yeah, Square's been guilty of that for a long time. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like when people show things too early. I get people want to see something, but I want to see the good shit. I want to see like a more finalized version the product. Of yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I also like to see things, uh, especially reveals, closer to the release date. Mm-hmm. I actually like if I don't even hear about a game. Also, they're like, it's coming out this year. And I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, you know, because you're excited now. It's coming out soon. I hate when they're like, it's coming out in five years. Like, okay, I guess uh, guess I'll see you there. Anyway. Quick rant. Um, let's jump into this. Mm-hmm. All right, this is Star Ocean, the Divine Force in three, two, one, and go. It would seem war is much the same here in the stars as it is in our world. Well, we came this far. This is technically trying back now. The game mm-hmm. and Square publishing it. I wish to go forth and protect this kingdom. The graphics already are much no. better. Mm-hmm. The faces this bother me a little bit. Weird. They're a little, they're a little dead looking, Ray, but uh, that guy's hair drives me nuts. Will you his not take me with you? Sci-fi looking and cool, but yeah, his blind mane is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I just try. Okay. Let's try. Stone. I know that name. Star Ocean. Is that it? <laughs> They've done other stuff. I can't think off the top of my head right now, mm-hmm. but. They should be able to do on their own. Yeah, Your safety, Graphic as well as Chloe's, could become compromised yeah, should we involve ourselves any further. First I saw it, like it looked the like Lord's there's no anti-aliasing going on. Oh, yeah. Well-known merchants, we always pay our debts. Yep, you got that right. We'll make it work. Blame your misfortune and embroiled you in this. Not the design of them, but the, the lack of... It's not a deal breaker. I mean, yeah, I mean, it is super model weird. Zero zero four two one three activating. Confirmed. Life forms in need of protection. There's what the heck's this supposed to be? Will just be like, what is this? Yeah, Later. open their mouth while they're right talking blankly. Whatever. We are the ones who should be utilizing this power. Has Take control action. of her, and all Combat this system. can change. Yeah. Besides, Final Fantasy I'm curious about that soon. one though. Which means we have to take Ooh. what we want. You mean we gotta Damn, fight them too? too? Which is good. Oh, this looks like a legit fight. game. Yeah. I'm already interested in this. This will never. The flying's weird. Until one or the I like other flying too. So fuck it. Is no more. Uh, nice has been pretty sci-fi. So. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. I want like already this isn't like Final Fantasy sci-fi. Intercept. This is like just sci-fi. I would like a sci-fi JRPG. Why exactly are you here, Praytel? Have you aims at world domination? I, I definitely. Any battle of yours though is a battle of ours. I'm having a hard time listening to them. I know of yeah, many experiences the in faces and the voice acting feels death. like uh, a couple generations uh, ago in JRPGs. Is yeah, I feel But like gameplay-wise and uh, not design, well. it actually looks cool. It does this cool. reminds me of Fantasy Star. Yeah, for this. sure. Makes sense. But. Why would you do that? Like combat looks cool. Perhaps yeah, exactly. the world looks cool. I think all the sci-fi shit looks cool. Tell them your purpose and identity. It is not our intent to conquer. And why should we believe you? You have rejected our every guarantee of safety. Surely you know. You were doing what you thought was right, 
correct? Her Highness has chosen to die with dignity. No! No! Regardless of whether they wish it or not, I do feel such like this a game could have came out on PS3. Now. Just with obviously better graphics on PS3. Yeah, I don't imagine it has a crazy budget, especially because yeah. the last game didn't do super great. But it, it still looks better it than, I, than I thought it was going to be, because I remember when we first watched it. God, that's soon, too. Yeah. Um, fucking Square Enix, dude. They're fucking slanging them out. All right, what do we think? Um, I, I do think it looks like a fun game, which I at the end of the game, day is the most important thing. Do I think it's going to be like a fucking 8 or 9 out of 10? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, though I'd love it to be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it looks totally playable. Um, and, like, it, it'll be fun. So uh, I'm definitely curious. I'm going to keep my eyes on it for sure. I don't need every game to be a 10 out of 10, so that's not really a, a huge concern for me. True. Um yeah, so I think I think with tempered expectations, it, it'll still be a fun time. So. Great way to put that. Yeah, I uh, I went from thinking this was a joke to going like, it looks fine now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I am definitely curious about it. it. Does look like a completely playable game, and I don't mean that like you can play it, but like it looks like Something I might you would I might check it out. Yeah, yeah. so. Um, that's good. I'm glad uh, the early footage they shouldn't have showed off uh, isn't the final result because what I'm seeing here is a game that I potentially might buy. So that's uh, that's good. Um, outside of the facial animations, which I think are uh, severely lacking, um, and the voice acting, which is atrocious, but I kind of, even though nowadays a lot of people don't have that issue anymore, I kind of associate that a lot with JRPGs, like bad English voice acting. Um, so it doesn't really bother me too much. I do expect more, but it's not a not a deal breaker for me. But like you know, the world looks cool, mm-hmm. um, the weapons look cool, the combat looks cool. Flying around on your little drone thing uh, looks funny, but I'm I'm fucking here for it because I like to do dumb shit like that. Just fly around and when he's walking through the city, he's flying through. I was like, you can just fly through the city. Yeah. Um, that's funny looking, but uh, I'm definitely gonna do it. But uh, yeah, it looks like, it looks like a game I would play at this point. But like you said. It doesn't look amazing. Yeah. This isn't like, you know, seeing Final Fantasy 16 after waiting to see it for so long and going like, oh, shit, that was a fucking trailer. Right, right. Um, yeah. But I'm happy to go like, yeah, it looks cool. It does. I, I yeah. might play that shit. So, yeah, that's what I got from it. Plus spaceships. That's cool. You don't see a lot of those. Yeah. In, uh, JRPGs. And hopefully the story is, is neat. That's one thing I liked about at least the two Star Oceans I did play is the, star- the storytelling was... Um, you know, not something that was being used a whole lot, you know, mm-hmm. um, they definitely had their own stories going on. Uh, you know, that gets harder and harder, obviously, with the amount of people who make games these days to make a purely original story. But having your take on something definitely matters. So, um, yeah. And then the multiple environments is something I also expect, because like in a lot of Star Wars games, you travel from planet to planet. So you go to you know, underdeveloped, overdeveloped, etc. You know, and so that'd be cool to if that is still going to be the theme of uh, space exploration and stuff like that. Um, it's very cool. Yeah. Also allows them to do whatever they want. Cause you can For sure. Yeah. This a lot of freedom. is this. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Um, anything else? Yeah, I mean, I'll probably pick it up. So you like that guy's hat? You know, it stands out. So good on him. It does. Yeah. They definitely have uh, characters who look 
uh, individual. So they, they are characters. Yeah. yeah. Except for their faces. Can't can't tell them apart. Uh, with that, let us know in the comments what you guys think of Star Ocean, The Divine Force. Is this a game that you're looking forward to playing? Is it a game you're kind of curious about? Maybe you're like, fuck that game, dude. I can't believe you guys are saying anything positive about that. Their faces don't move, and they sound stupid when they talk to each their own. But let me know in the comments what you guys think about this. Are you excited or not excited? And let me know why. And moving on. Next video, catching up even more, but we're getting close. This is July 5th, not that long ago. Valkyrie Elysium, mm -hmm. official gameplay and release date trailer. Um, I have not watched this. I don't know anything about this outside of it's a Valkyrie game. So, or is that, no, no, no. Okay. I'm thinking of Valkyria. Or is that a... No, thing? you're Valkyrie. Valkyrie. Valkyrie, okay. It's another um, square property. Yeah, okay. Um, it's 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 a game. It's a square game. I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what they're doing with it, but uh, I got no frame reference here, so I'm excited to see what they bring with this but this is a franchise where like i do expect i don't expect much from it nowadays so i'm hoping it's gonna be cool uh yeah another you know name that square owns that they don't really try to do much with most times so i'm yeah. glad to see it not dead um uh, i only played one valkyrie game so i'm not like a large you know i don't i don't have a huge history with the game i played the ps2 one um uh, Valkyrie camera was called right now. That doesn't matter. Um, the things I do know about it is like, I know a lot of times you like have, um, the, the spirits of, of, of people assist you in battle and stuff like that. They, they have their own name cause it goes with like, you know, Norse and mythology and stuff like mm -hmm. that with that, uh, with their names and stuff. But, um, and I remember enjoying it, but I don't have like a deep memory anymore because it's been so long. So I'm actually going into this pretty blind myself. Um, I do remember enjoying that game, and it was even for its time. It wasn't like an amazing game, but it was a fun RPG to play. So, yeah, that's all you can ask for. Mm. All right, so probably should just jump into this so I can have an opinion and talk about it as well. Yes, this is Valkyrie Elysium on three, two, one, go. I didn't realize when we're doing this taste cast, we're doing a Square Enix taste cast. They got a lot coming out. They do. They have, there's that list. I'm out here looking for so I'm just like, dude, they're something. fucking going hard. Despite the world being in the state the it is, this is way, way better. Pretty good. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. It looks uh, drawn or animated, but the cell shading so thin too. So it's almost like no. It's interesting. The animations are good. Mm -hmm. Return back from whence you came, lost soul. I've already lost my homeland and the people I love. You would have me battle. I'm a little worried Even that everything you're seeing is like looking at Glory. least acceptable to buy. <laughs> like. I was like, what do you mean worried? I too many, too money. many games, let alone too many JRPGs. Right. Yeah. I don't got time to be playing fucking JRPGs. My name is Christopher. <laughs> I have protected this land and its people as my forefathers did before the animations. Yeah, it's a little floaty, well. but it, it, well, yeah, otherwise light on the ground, but yeah, then the character animation actually looks better than I would have seen. You are a being of divine power, are you not? Please, would you hear my plea? And again, uh, my name is thematically different than their other It was once my so. duty to watch over this land. I like the environments. I mean, they're like a... Wretched soul. Fancy looking, but By not Odin's like vibrant command. fancy. It's more like... You shall be purified. 
mythological look. So this is one of the four gifts. If I had to guess, I'd say this was Gunganir. Damn. I mean, it looks great. It's, actually. An, inter it's an interesting design for sure. Well, on a personal level, it creeps me out. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> to conduct a small test of your metal. Yeah, the sliding around the ground thing is the only thing that looks kind of cheap, but everything else looks pretty good. So we meet at last, little Valkyrie. I have no intention of harming you. The monsters, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Climbing I failed drop. to warn you of her. <laughs> Our adversary <laughs> was once a second class Icea. She goes by the name Fenrir. I, I merely wish for the world to continue existing. That's it, dude? This year. Jesus, okay. <laughs> Everything's just coming out this year. Yeah, if you guys get a chance uh, to look at, there's a list of, of Square Loan. This is not other companies, but in the next two years, there's like a list of shit releasing yeah. in Square. It's insane. Yeah, Rivals Xbox is fucking, all the things we're showing at this event will come out in the next year. Like Square Enix also has a list like that. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, it's crazy. It is crazy. And that was crazy. They're releasing like multiple Final Fantasies in a year, but like they just have so much shit coming out. Yeah, it, it, it's like, you know, obviously the 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 two year slowdown in game development for everybody. Uh, I think that's over now. <laughs> well, it's what yeah, it's one hundred percent over. You can't use that that excuse anymore. People every once in a while like to dabble with it, but like you're seeing companies like this doing this, and it's like yeah, they're fucking not held back by anything. It seems at this point. So yeah, so. Um, I mean, I'm glad to see it. You know, Square was really relying heavy on, and I wasn't complaining, but like Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest, mm -hmm. um, and they can keep making those because they're great. But um, I am happy to see them touching other IPs and making new IPs, which is the the part I always get worried about with any company relying too heavily on their their IPs that they're not willing to try new things anymore. So, well, that's the thing I'm thinking about too. Is like, you know, everyone's got their fucking they're like prime movers. They're fucking their their main games that they're making money off of, and like people love those games. People also complain like, you know, make something else. You guys just are milking that brand. Blah blah blah. And there's there's levels to that I can agree with, and also think yeah, you're going a little too hard on it. But then like you know, the Scranix is like starting to pop out all these fucking games that are part of like lesser known brands, but like they're branching out and like. Maybe someone might look at some of these games and go like, well, they don't have the quality of like a, a Final Fantasy or a Dragon Quest. But it's like, yeah, but we should support these so we we can get that bigger net of, of different games and not just, oh, for sure. you know, the one game they're 100% going to sell, whether it's good or bad, which would be like a Final Fantasy. Well, then, yeah, you got their, the the fact, you know, the you can tell the company's doing pretty good, too, is that, you know, you have har Harvest... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Harvestella coming out, which okay is a to new get. IP. Um, easy, easy names to pronounce. Uh, Forspoken is a new IP coming out. Like, they're really, 
like trying new things right now. You know, it's wild, and I might be like weird uh, for this. I am more excited for the three games I just saw than Forspoken. I would agree with that, though. Um, after playing Final Fantasy 15, I do have um, interest in in Forspoken. I mm-hmm. think the biggest problem is Square's doing a terrible job of advertising that game. True. Um, yeah, I haven't seen one trailer that's gotten me pumped for that. But when they showed the early tech of it, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." What's that? But then, like every trailer we see, it's just like a lot of people standing in like a like a uh, medieval fantasy courtroom or whatever, and everybody's just yelling at each other. And then it just shows her running through fields. And, and I'm too, like, and too many like hypercuts. Like, yeah, and I'm like, like, what? What are you gonna do in the game? And fucking yeah. And, uh, and that, yeah, they're, and do, they're the, doing a horrible job on, on it, yeah, advertising it. Exactly. So though, like you know, it kind of turns into buyer beware. I don't know what this is. So. Yeah. Um, I'm getting like the quiet man vibes from it, but like on a larger scale financially. Well, I was one of the game is, studios. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like, it's not a cheap game. Yeah. So it's weird. I'm looking at it going like, I hope it's good. I do too. Uh, I don't want it to be bad. Like visually it looks cool. But yeah. You, like you said, what do you do? Yeah. So just like fucking give me like five minutes of gameplay. Just show me how, how it plays for sure. So, Anyways. Yeah. Just to just to, to, to say, it, in general, like we have three Square Enix trailers in this alone, um, and then that list is kind of crazy. And um, so far, they all look just like at the very least fun. Yeah, all three of these games look like games I'm I'm like interested in. Yeah, which is cool. Um, I'm excited to to see these franchises not dead, and hopefully, if they they do well enough, we'll see higher budgets for them in the future too. So. I was just thinking it's it's really weird to say it's going to be a good time to be a JRPG fan soon in the next like two years, um, which is dope to be able to say. But then I just thought it's so ridiculous that it's not a good time to be an FPS fan. It's pretty crazy. It's wild, dude. Like where like there's there's the games that are popular in FPSs, but um, they've been out for years. It's like, oh, where's yeah. the, where's the fucking FPS is at? Like Battlefield came out and everybody's just like, guess we're not making those anymore. We're not making FPSs because like we can't, we can't complete a game. Oh yeah, no, so, I don't get it. The only one crazy. I even see people play, I see people play Apex and I see people play. Um, oh no, my brain, please. Uh, Call, Call of Duty, Jesus Christ, Warzone. Yeah, yeah, and uh, not to the same extent, but like uh, a lot of people play Hunt now, which is really cool mm-hmm. to see. It deserves it. It's definitely still one of the best shooters um, out there. Um, but yeah, like there's nothing new and fresh and awesome. Um, so it's so weird. So I'm happy for JRPGs. This is looking cool. I am excited that uh, Square Enix is going to be pumping out um, uh, more games. But I'm just thinking, like, man, I just want to fucking shoot some shit in a game. I gotta go play older games for that, except for Modern Warfare 2 is coming out. I'm fucking hoping it's uh, as exciting as 2019 was. Well, we said a lot. Uh, 20% of it was about this game. So, do you have anything else to say on this game? I, I think the visual style is really good. I think the the combat design is cooler than I thought it'd be. Fun enough. Like, I don't need it to be amazing. Just to put that out there again, like mm-hmm. it's okay to to just play fun games. So. Um, and yeah, I really Man. like. I just need the the game to be effectively worth the money, right? Like it needs to be um, long enough, and I don't mean it needs to be like an eighty hundred hour game. Though I wouldn't complain about that either if it was worth playing it for that long. But the length needs to match, like you know, 
effectively the the content of what you're doing. It doesn't yep. need to drag on forever. It also doesn't need to feel like they're rushing through it either. So, um, so hopefully, you know, they get that the right amount of um, length and content to the game to to make it feel worth it. Um, but visually, I'm on board. So, yeah. I was just thinking when you're talking, um, it showed uh, what it's coming out for PS4, PS5, and Steam. And it just reminded me of like when, um, is it 16 that's not coming out to Xbox? Yeah, when that happened, a bunch of people on Xbox. And I, I sympathize with, with anybody who's only playing on Xbox. They're like, fuck Square Enix. They're like, we, we don't get Final Fantasy. And then it says this isn't coming out to Xbox. I'm like, man, why is Sony just not buying Square Enix since Square Enix already kind of acts like a fucking... Uh, fucking dev for him. Well, and I also I have to put it out there. I think Square also has stated recently when they sold off all their Western brands that they're trying to focus on the Japanese market mm-hmm. instead of like stretching themselves too thin. Yeah, um, that they would outriders. Yeah, which is weird, but yeah. uh, but it's fun. So good for them. But that would include who they're developing games for. And Sony's a Japanese company. So. Yeah. It also seems like a lot of Japanese com- companies kind of stick together too, oh, so yeah. which I mean makes sense, but um, um, it's just weird because it's like you could easily put these games on Xbox and somebody's gonna buy them. I'm sure. Oh, for sure. I can't imagine the the publishing is that much different per uh, console, so they all operate very similarly. I'm sure. I know, like way back in the day, it was like Xbox was like the FPS console, mm-hmm. and uh, PlayStation was the RPG console or the you know third person action adventure console. It kind of is still like that, but, like, not as much anymore, I don't think. So, like, I don't think it's like you can't sell these games on Xbox because they're not going to sell. Plus, it's all digital now, too. You don't have to, like, spend money on. Yeah, that's true. Printing the discs and shit and going, like, well, they didn't buy them. So, anyway, just the observation I thought was interesting. The Square Enix seems to just be, like, PC and PlayStation. Though I am happy they are doing um, simultaneous releases on PC because yeah. they didn't used to do that either. Yep. That used to be like a year later. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm happy about that. But I, I think I also think Japan's market is more PC friendly now than it ever has been. So. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, we're both thinking this is looking cool. Yes. So let us know in the comments what do you guys think about Valkyrie uh, Elysium. I keep wanting to say Asylum for some reason. I'm like, that's not it's Elysium. <laughs> uh, what do you think about it? Does it look cool? Does it not look cool to you? Um, what do you think about kind of what we're talking about when it comes to Square Enix and pumping out uh, games that aren't the ones you expect, really? Um, uh, is there other companies you'd like to see this uh, happen from? Uh, Rockstar. Uh, recently, they just came out and were like, we're not, we're not going to put out any big updates for uh, RDO anymore. And I'm like, Cool. I guess we'll wait five years for Grand Theft Auto Six then. Also, which IP would you like to see return of theirs? True. Good. Uh, good question. Let us know everything you're thinking about this and that in the comments below. All right, moving forward, we got a short trailer that came out recently for a RoboCop game uh, called Rogue City. RoboCop Rogue City. Uh, this is an official gameplay uh, reveal trailer, and uh, yeah, I've watched this already. Um, because I was like, they're making a robot a RoboCop game. Uh, but I wanted to get your thoughts on it because we're both, uh, I mean, you're an older millennial than I am, but we're both millennials. Not one. We were young kids and, uh, RoboCop was a pretty popular thing when we were kids. Mm-hmm. So, um, I feel like I'm, I watched playing RoboCop, but I feel like I'm almost too young to, to care about too much. But, uh, 
but yeah, it's really interesting that in, uh, I think it's coming out in 2023. Um, in 2023, there will be a RoboCop first-person shooter, uh, finally, which I think is very interesting. It's, it seems really weird to me that this is finally happening, but uh, I don't mean to sound, I'm not like trying to sound negative. I'm just like, whoa, that's crazy. So um, yeah, I figure we'll watch this, and then uh, I'd like to know what you think about it. Okay. So what do you, what do you think about a Robo or a RoboCop in general? I think RoboCop as a brand definitely is a product of its time. 100%. Um, I still think they're fun movies to watch, but I don't think they translate well to, to modern day. Um, I also get concerned when things that, you know, specifically from like the 80s, early 90s get made now because they become so sterile because everyone's afraid of the, the hyper violence of that era. Yeah. Um, so it might not and feel the Robocop same. And RoboCop was fucking violent. Very violent. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're getting their like, hands blown off so and shit. I'm very curious where this game's going to go. The only game is even willing to do that kind of violence would be Doom. Yeah. Um, and even but there's they're a, kind of making their game more arcadey now. There's a ultra violence and 80s like camp to yeah. RoboCop as well, though, that like if you do make an ultra violent video game like that, um, anyone who's seen RoboCop is just gonna be like, ah, "That's that that yeah. works. Like it makes sense to me." Um, one thing I I will say though is I think RoboCop as a brand would be more at home as a video game than a movie these days. Yeah, um, yeah, they did that, that remake like a long time ago, but uh, I don't know how long ago that was. But uh, and it was it was not that great. But I was like, this doesn't translate. Like. Yeah, but it's such a product of its time. In a game, you can be as as weird as you want, right? Because you're just trying to make a fun experience. Yeah, hundred so. um, percent. Not quite the same, but like uh, when Far Cry Three came out, everybody loved it. But then mm. they made Blood Dragon, and it's just like this ridiculous neon '80s style yeah, yeah. Uh, story and uh, you know theming, or whatever. And people fucking loved it. Like in a game, no one cares. They're like, "Oh, this is dope." Yeah, you can just you're just there for the fucking ride, yeah. you know. My concern with this, and I've watched this, so I don't even remember. We'll see. Uh, Robocop like only walks. Yeah. So uh, in FPS, that doesn't sound very cool to me. Agreed. We're just walking and shooting, but um, yeah, we'll find out. We should just watch this though. Yeah. And then uh, we'll talk about it. So this is Robocop Rogue City, in three, two, one, go. I also feel like he only walks because the '80s didn't have the same idea of robots. Yeah, the product robots move. Robot body, yeah. But his gun in his leg was always fucking cool. I was dope as fuck, yeah. Disturbance? I'm a big fan. Now move! Oh, I think they got the same voice actor, too. Or not voice actor, the actor. Oh, really? Doing the voice, yeah. That's pretty interesting. They didn't even have to do that. It looks pretty good. It does. Can you fly? Character models aren't that great, but the environment looks good. Yeah. Okay, I love that you can throw people and kick dumpsters and shot fire. Yes, that's a lot more interactive than I was expecting. They're, they're bloody. Okay. okay. The gun also seems to be which I love. I love that that thing's there. What the hell is this? Where is all the money? We all saw it hesitate Cuts in a life-and-death situation. The yeah. gameplay looks pretty good, actually. I would trust this yeah, guy with my kids. I mean, if I had any. This was just an isolated glitch. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Oh, 
he's so creepy still awesome <laughs> <laughs> true um yeah so uh what'd you think I think they did a great job, actually. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a good game, but it felt like RoboCop, so good on them. Uh, it, it definitely seems like it's made by fans of RoboCop. Oh, for sure. Uh, I love that you know they made sure to show the moment where the gun comes out of the, the mm-hmm. leg. That's that's iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, like being able to kick a dumpster or pick up someone and chuck them like that's awesome. yeah as soon as i saw that i was like there's not a lot of fps's that like do shit like that anymore yeah where you can like do cool interactive environmental like kills and stuff like that so i was like okay i haven't played an fps in general that does that in so long that it seems kind of like dumb fun to me yeah and then my concern about them being you know weird about maybe being too bloody i it didn't look like crazy bloody but they're still splattering when they get shot mm-hmm. so uh i don't know i'm kind of curious actually mm-hmm yeah, I'm on the same page. Actually, uh, when I when I heard they're making a RoboCop game, first thing I thought was like, was it like a mobile game? Right. And then like I was like, is this gonna be like one of those like really like cheap like Ilphonic style games where it's like the quality's horrible? And in the cutscenes, it does kind of look like the quality's low, but the effort isn't low. Yeah. It seems like they're like they're really trying to recreate the RoboCop world and feel. So I'll give them credit there. You know, the budget's one thing, but the passion I can see is there. Um, but gameplay wise, we're only seeing snippets, so it's hard to get too too stoked about it. It does seem like he is kind of walking through shooting people, but right. um, but the shooting looks uh, gratifying. The gun feels beefy, or at least looks like it. The sound sounds good. The characters flying into shit looks good. Um, just being in rooms where you're mowing down a bunch of dudes who are shooting at you uh, seems cool. Um, but yeah, then like you know, being able to interact with like the environment, knock dumpsters into people, throw people, stuff like that. Those are the kind of things I, I uh, really miss. Um, you know, you can just point and shoot in any FPS, but mm-hmm. when you can get creative with how you go through a room, uh, that adds uh, an element of like, oh shit, that was fucking dope. Like, oh, you did that. That was fucking cool. Um, yeah, the world though um, looks cool. Yeah, I think graphically the game, um, in some ways, looks good, and in some ways doesn't look that great. But uh, but overall, the the main thing I was trying to get to is um, when I first heard about this, I was like, okay, we'll see. And then I saw this, I was like, I might play that. Yeah, it looks kind of cool. So I'd like to see more on it. I want to see more uh, just straight gameplay, no no cuts. Um, but uh, yeah, it does seem like a fan made uh, game. Um, that's meant to be fun and i'm hoping it is yeah i also appreciate and you know it'd be stupid of them not to put the that robot in there i can't remember its name but the yeah. you have 10 seconds to comply mm-hmm. uh guy uh <laughs> i always fucking quote that still so it's funny mm-hmm. yeah anything else no i i'm pleasantly surprised yeah you know i do i think it's gonna be amazing not so much but it, again, it looks like a fun game. So, yeah, and uh, I, I could be wrong, but somebody told me I, I think uh, that it is the same guy playing um, RoboCop uh, in the game from the movies. So um, that kind of uh, attention to detail, but also uh, passion to make sure to get him, um, shows me that these guys are trying to make a uh, a cool RoboCop game. So, yeah, looking better than I think anyone really expected. Uh, I think overall. So yeah. yeah. Uh, let us know in the comments what do you guys think of RoboCop Rogue City. Um, is it looking cool to you? Not looking cool to you? Are you a fan of RoboCop? Are you not a fan of RoboCop? And uh, what would you want from a RoboCop game? Uh, and yeah, let me know everything you're thinking about in the comments below when it comes to RoboCop Rogue City.
All right, the last video and segment of this Tasty Cast is Skull and Bones. Uh, it was revealed finally. So this game was announced in 2017, was supposed to come out in 2018. Got delayed, got delayed, got delayed, got delayed. And now it is finally coming out, I believe, in 2022. Um, and we got this uh, worldwide gameplay reveal we're going to watch. Um, apparently they're going all in and showing us everything. So there is no more like, I wonder what happened to Skull and Bones. I wonder what it's going to be like. What are they going to do? Um, and yeah, we're going to watch it. I have already seen uh, segments of this. I have not watched the whole thing. Um, and I have not got all the info. So this will be a lot of info for me. Although I do have a basic idea of what Skull and Bones is going to be. Um, but yeah, I figure it would be a good uh, thing to talk about. Because this is a game that... Uh, was kind of a big uh, uh, announcement when it first got showed off and uh, kind of just faded into obscurity because Ubisoft didn't know what they're fucking doing with this game. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And for anybody who uh, hasn't seen this yet or hasn't heard of Skull, Bo Skull and Bones, um, it's a uh, uh, pirate ship game mm. where it's like pirate ship combat, stuff like that. Uh, very similar to another Ubisoft game, but like... Um, Assassin's Creed uh, Black Flag right, right. Uh, had a uh, ship combat that people talked about more than the fucking game when it came out. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember back then people were like, "Dude, the ship combat's awesome." I'm like, "In Assassin's Creed?" And they're like, "Yeah, dude." And I'm like, "Why?" Yeah, I mean, that's weird. good. I'm glad sure, it's sure. good, but like, it's kind of a weird thing to say. It's a with weird the, thing. The IP, yeah. Yeah. So uh, back then, it made way more sense when they announced this. I'm like, "Oh yeah, everybody loved the ship combat back then. Like, fucking make a game out of it." But like now, it's been so long. It's like they they got ship combat down like back then, but uh, it's been a while. So mm -hmm. is it enough anymore? We'll find out. Do you have any thoughts before we start watching all this? I um I admittedly am not like super uh, interested currently. That could change. Yeah. Uh, in this, but uh, I I do remember early on it looked kind of like just a ship v you know v ship battle game mm -hmm. in the very early footage they showed and then i think later footage it, it, it was a little more expansive um, well I, I remember our journey uh, on this channel with skull and bones and when it was first announced me and you weren't into it at all yeah we're like eh, yeah it's not really for us it's just a versus game right right and then later when they reintroduced it but it's been reworked since then uh, me and you were like, oh, okay, this looks like interesting now right. because it looks like they're starting to add some more deeper uh, elements to it, something more akin to like Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Um, now I don't know where it's at for sure. Fully, so um, I and I think because of the length of time and the almost like unsure what we're making feeling I keep getting from this game, um, I just like put it in the back of my head and I was like, eh, mm. whatever, like it'll come out eventually and, and maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't. And that was kind of like the end of it. So, um, we'll see. I have very low expectations. So that is a good place for my brain to be for it. Cause then, you know, maybe I could actually be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, this is a 48 minute video. Uh, we're probably not going to watch the full 48 minutes because half of it is just raw gameplay, which we will watch some of it, but I don't think we're going to sit and watch the whole thing. So okay. we're going to get the info parts of it and then watch some gameplay and then we will discuss it. So yeah, we should probably jump into this cause it's a long sit. Okay. All right. This is skull and bones worldwide gameplay of reveal full presentation in three, two, one and go.
was like, oh, it starts soon. Starting off with a trailer. Society has rules. I appreciate the subtitles. It decides where you belong. And what you're worth. But you but can be you, a pirate. You can chart a new sure. course. Probably a little more complicated in this day and age, but life can get kind of shitty. But you can be a pirate. That'll fix it. And even when death seems a certainty, do not give up. It's a well done cinematic trailer, though, visually. Of a new world. Yeah. You Even like the little hair awaken. physics and stuff like that is like quite nice. Mm hmm. More determined than ever to carve a life of your choice. Got a little boat. Fighting under our boat. own flag, we will take what's ours. Damn, burn it down, dude. Together, we will take on the world. Society may have rules. But today, you decide where you belong. Okay. And what you're I'll do that. With. Now choose. Will you live as pawns or die as pirates? Unless you download an Ubisoft game for free via certain websites, then not long live piracy. Live as a pawn or die as a pirate? You best believe it's the pirate's life for me. My name is Yusuf and welcome to the worldwide gameplay reveal. Corporate employee bones. number, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yes, we do have a launch date. The game is coming it is all the Ubisoft stuff now. And joining me today on the deck of this gorgeous ship is world producer Vanessa Siao. Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Yusuf. Hi, everyone. And game director Ryan Bernard. Hey, Ryan. How's it going, Yusuf? Hello, everyone. Now, Vanessa, we just got our first look at the new Skull and Bones, and it looks like things have changed quite a bit. What can you tell us about this new direction? Yes, our team has been working really hard, and we are so proud to present what you see in the game today. Forget everything you know about the traditional pirate fantasy. Skull and Bones is taking a darker, grittier approach with our new game direction. We wanted to reimagine what pirates were what really like, drawing inspiration from the Indian Ocean during the golden age of piracy. So you start as a survivor of a shipwreck, right? Washed up on an unknown, mysterious, exotic location. That shark's out this of fucking control. Everything and everyone wants you He's like dead. jumping out, and eating birds. And for ordinary birds. people like you and me, the only way to survive is to become a pirate. And once you've chosen that life of piracy, there's no turning back. 
there's no turning back for me. I've already chosen the life of piracy. What does that entail exactly? Well, the world of Skull and Bones is ruthless. You'll come face to face with its many dangers, from vicious hippos and crocodiles to violent storms, pirate hunters, powerful corporations, and even the mutiny of your very own crew. So hmm. every time you set sail, it's going to be an unpredictable experience. Mutiny? Okay, okay, I'm making a note right now. Keep the crew happy. Mm -hmm. right. But Ryan, obviously a pirate is nothing without their ship. How do we go about building our fleet? True. Well, Skull and Bones is an open world, or more aptly, open sea pirate experience, right? So you start the game, you basically have nothing. You have our smallest ship, which we call the Dow, a basic spear in order to fend off this wildlife that's coming after you. And really, as you progress, you'll need to collect the things you find in the world and gather them as you do contracts for the pirates you come across. Doing that will grow your infamy, which will give you access to new blueprints or designs. So and allow you to craft new ship? ships, different weapons, different armors, and that's how you... I mean, it'll show it, but I don't think so, except for in so towns. eventually, you'll be able to rule the seas. Mm. Okay, I like that. Building my fleet, from the ruling ship. the seas, sign me up for that. I want that. I want the thundering cannons, sinking ships, the whole nine yards. But, you know, between us, sure. give, me, give me the insider tips here. How do I make sure I'm the most feared pirate on the ocean? Uh, well, I mean, the... The short answer is just to get good at the game, you said. But, I mean, get good, dude. But really, uh, seriously, the naval combat is at the core of Skull and Bones' pirate experience, right? And we aim to have best-in-class naval combat. So we want it to be visceral, fast-paced, rewarding. And we do that. Part of the way we do that is to offer the player a wide variety of different weapon choices, which you unlock through Infamy. So you've seen cannons for instance but we also have greek fire we have explosive mortars we have bombards that you can lob onto the decks of the enemy players and sink their ships and that'll allow our players the creativity to combine different weapon types different armor types and different ship types to give them the best chance of success while they're out at sea pirating so the Greek fire that you just mentioned is actually pretty cool. So with leather armor, you know, kitted out on your brig, well, I have to admit that I do get satisfaction watching other ships burn. Wait, that sounds so cool. I want to light other ships on fire. How do, how do I do that? <laughs> okay, so uh, as our pyromaniac has explained here, the Greek fire is one of the weapons you have. This also conversation the ships you It's, yeah, so fucking... I mean, I'm getting info, so I'm listening, but... Yeah. So, I hate uh, how they're, like, trying to come off like... We're all about oh, we're just... Name, where's right? Chad, dude? We're having a good time. And our progression system is, is the same. We call it infamy. So as you have success in the game and you progress and your name is going to be known throughout the Indian Ocean and pirates from further and further away are going to want to offer you more and more dangerous jobs with bigger and bigger payout, which will give you access to better rewards in the game. So the name of the game is Raise Your Infamy and you'll have better opportunities. Ooh, okay. So I'm imagining the road to infamy is going to be tough and lonely, but it doesn't have to be, right? True. Uh, so first off, I mean, everything in Skull of Modes can be played solo, but at our core, we are a social game, right? With the, the, the dev team, we look at everything I mean, through the lens about, of co-op. We uh, want to ensure that things like taking on the big oh, pirate no, hunters and privateers or taking on a fort in the game is more rewarding and actually easier See, when thieves, you play with but other players, like Playing right? that solo is probably um, not the so best idea. So we can idea. say that really the best way to play Skull and Bones is with friends. Now, here's the important question. Sure. Can I team up with my friends and hunt other players? Yeah, we can team up against Ryan. 
Okay, so this happens far too much in our internal tests, okay? So you can, as a player, choose to uh, opt into a PvP server, in which case you will be able to shoot another okay. player. So Sometimes in our weekly tests, that happens far out. too often to certain people. Uh, with the team I mean, I'm cool with PvP, but I don't know what you're going to play a game like that. Is so I can say not PvP. for certainty that the yeah. best way to play is to have players with you to, to watch your back. You know... I can't wait to get in these PvP servers because I want to hunt specifically you, Ryan. Uh, okay. I'm putting a target on your back right now. I'm expecting all applications to come help me. Uh, but, Vanessa, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, sir. And for everyone watching at home, you've heard us talk about Skull and Bones. It's now time to show you Skull and Bones. Here's the world premiere of our gameplay trailer. So because it said opt-in, I assume you can play without PvP then. I assume it defaults with it off. Welcome to Skull and Bones. All right, gameplay. Our game takes place during or the golden age of piracy in a world inspired by the beautiful yet dangerous. It'd be cool if you play this game like a PVE game with friends. You'll start your journey as an outcast whose goal is to become the most infamous pirate. Do you share ship or do you have separate ships? Then? Separate, I believe. I'm no expert. After surviving a shipwreck, you begin your adventure in Saint Anne, one of the pirate dens in our world. Dens are centers of pirate activity, where you can craft new ships and equipment, provision for your expeditions at sea, pick up contracts, and socialize with other players. Any pirate worth their salt will tell you that preparation is key to success. Get ready for any challenges that come your way by checking that your cargo is stocked with items like food and ammunition. Once you're set, it reminds it's me time to head of out CFTs. and explore. Without the quirkiness. As a rookie pirate, you'll only have access to a yeah. small DAO. But as you progress, you'll be able to craft different ships, each with their own unique playstyle. At sea, you'll need to pay close attention to the condition of your ship and the morale of your crew. Your crew are a pack of vicious raiders and rovers the morale who will things interesting. you if not kept well-fed and happy. If your ship sinks, you'll lose some progress and respawn at the nearest discovered den or outpost. The good news is that most of your cargo will be recovered and you'll have the opportunity to retrieve the rest from the wreckage. But you'd better be quick, as other players can also steal it. It's kind of fucked. As a pirate captain, your reputation is everything, and our game tracks this through infamy. The higher your infamy, you the more opportunities you there, get. At the One there. of the mm -hmm. many ways to grow your infamy is to take up contracts. These are deals that you can make with other pirates in the world. Contracts can have great rewards if you're successful, or costs if you fail. You can also gain infamy by completing other activities, such as exploration, plundering, treasure hunts, investigations, dynamic events, and much more. You can undertake these either solo or with other players. The world of Skull and Bones is filled with riches and resources that you'll be able to gather as you explore. Lagoons and rivers are teeming with dangerous wildlife that you can Just park the boat and fucking saw tree down meat. from the boat. Yeah. You'll also be able to harvest a variety of raw materials, such as ore and wood, that can be refined and used for crafting. Crafting is an essential activity for you to progress as an infamous pirate. 
Obtain blueprints and use your refined resources to craft stronger ships, weapons, and armors. In Skull and Bones, ships serve many different purposes. Cargo ships are slower, but useful if you need to transport large volumes of loot. Navigation ships sail faster, ship. but have less cargo <laughs> spikes space all over and it. lower hull HP. Firepower ships have more gun ports, allowing you to deal higher damage, but are more challenging to maneuver. Similarly, you can craft a wide array of unique weapons and armors, from Greek fires to giant ballistae to rocket launchers and mortars, as well as different armor types, which have varying strengths and weaknesses against incoming attacks. Hmm. With your new fleet and growing arsenal, create a loadout. A lot of this stuff I think sounds cool, but I feel like it's kind of missing the mark in some places too. Yeah, I think uh, when it comes to like the ship itself and the customization of the ship and Out the in the focus open ocean, on sailing in the combat aspect, I think they got Use really your good ideas there. Mm -hmm. I think the gameplay loops or wealthy merchant ships a little boring and to be honest. Yeah. cargo and firepower. Strategize a plan of attack based on your also, opponent's defenses you and take advantage your ship of their weak points to deal with co-op is just another ship. Sinking um, your foes from afar rewards you with only a portion of their cargo, as some of it will be lost to the depths. Getting in close to execute a boarding maneuver will help maximize your gains. But beware. You can turn from predator to prey in a heartbeat if you attract the unwanted attention of privateers, the merciless pirate hunters that patrol the seas. If you enjoy the thrill of the hunt, you can also seek out other players and rain terror on them. Such PvP battles are high-stakes activities that can be rewarding if you emerge victorious. From your spoils of battle, personalize your individual look with outfits that command respect. Two years in, your character's gonna have a drone flying over him, sci-fi outfit, or bunny suit. Options to instill fear in your enemies. With the wind in your sails, journey to the furthest reaches of the Indian Ocean, from the coast of Africa to the East Indies. Encounter extreme weather events like violent storms and monstrous road waves. Keep your eyes peeled for outposts, which are safe spots where you'll be able to dock your ship for a short rest from the perilous seas. Here, you can trade with traveling merchants and clandestine smugglers selling rare and illegal goods. Uncover buried bounties at outposts as you decipher treasure maps obtained through your voyages. Although all the content in Skull and Bones can be done solo, you might enjoy ruling the seas with your friends. While sailing, you can also easily invite like other cool, pirates uh, you encounter emote to group up, synergize up. your yeah. different playstyles, ships, and weapons to defeat deadlier enemies. As you grow stronger, take on more difficult challenges such as attacking forts and plundering settlements and see that sounds fun enough, to do with friends like attacking a fort like that events, like taking down heavily laden merchant ships and their fleet of warship escorts now it's up to you to write your own story 
Remember, there is no one path to follow. No one way. It would be cool though if you could like I mean of course if you start the game you probably have to have a ship. But it would be cool to like build a board somebody else's ship and work on, you know, something on there. Yeah. I don't know if you're gonna be able to freely walk around it, but they're not very clear about that. But uh okay. at least shoot while the other person's driving. Let's recap. We got pirate dens, crafting, customization, naval combat, tons of ships and weapons, infamy, co-op, PvP, world events, and so much more. And that's not it, y'all. Here to give us a sneak peek at what to expect from Skull and Bones post-launch is our game's quest director, Terry Han. Hey, Terry. That's not it, y'all. Hello, everybody. Now, Terry, what can we expect from Skull and Bones post-launch? Well, as a live multiplayer game, our team is dedicated to deliver the best open-world pirate experience for our players. With the Skull and Bones team, we are committed to provide fresh new content not just in the coming months, but for many years to come. After release, we'll Ubisoft have a lineup of new content. hungry for a fucking games as a service players. game to stick. These include in-game war events, uh, yeah. ranging from deeper, daily adventures. Please, just keep playing our game forever. Siege is the only events, one we got going on. Ships, weapons, furniture, and many more. Ooh, free content for all players. I love to hear that, Terry. Tell me a little bit more no, about these don't. challenges. Yeah, you so want you fucking to not just engage to thrive, with the local dude. factions, you want that money. but also with big corporations like the company Royale, who has really strong bombard weapons, so you really need to watch out for that. Aside from that, you also work with kingpins to smuggle and steal valuable cargoes, or even go on a raid with your friends to a nearby settlement or fort, or even engage with a dynamic events where you can board merchant ships, stealing valuable cargoes along the trade routes. Ooh. Okay, sounds like there's a ton of content coming post-launch. Can't wait to get my hands on it. Terry, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Yusef. And to everyone watching, don't go anywhere. There's still a ton of content coming in our post-show. But before then, we're going to check in with our community developer, Alexi Cretton, who's going to introduce us to the official community live stream, The Deck. Thank you, Yusef, and thank you so much to all of you for being here with us today. Over the past few months, we've been working very closely with our community to refine our game. And as we gear up to launch, we'll be doing more of this. We will have hands-on opportunities in the coming months, so register your interest at our website, skullandbonesgame.com. Speaking of which, the Insider program is also in full swing. If you like what you saw today and want to help us, Bro, sign up. let's just get All to the gameplay, dog. Is play the game not today. And if you want, just show me the Skull and Bones. Last but not least, today we're also kicking off today. Well, I was talking about this, though. We were kind of touched on it. I think the ship combat element of the game, the, the core concept of this game has been since 2017, uh, unsurprisingly looks good because that's what they started with. Uh, upgrading your boat, upgrading your ship, upgrading your uh, character, the combat itself, um, the traversal over the waves, all that stuff they've had down since Black Flag. So it looks good. Um it seems like at some point, though, they were looking at Sea of Thieves and they went like, well, it's kind of cool that you can go like look for chests, uh, you know, secret treasures and uh, collect certain things and we should have resource gathering and shit. So they, you know, kind of threw that on later. So now it's just like drive your boat up to the fucking shore. We'll look at some something and saw a tree down, saw a tree down. You aren't getting off the books. We never built the game for that, but... One you know, we put a, a, a tree model there, and you can look at it, and get a sawing animation, get the resources from it. It's like a node, essentially. And then, uh, 
know, there's there's things in the water like you know wildlife to hunt and i'm sure you use those resources for upgrades but you just hold a spear and look into the water and hit them it all seems kind of added on later like you know we got to have these long-term elements that you're going to be grinding and looking for resources and shit so and i'll do that stuff but it's not exciting to me we are playing we are actually playing skull and bones so um, yeah, we are yeah. going to take a contract, one of our quests, if you will, to go. I think go, if, if all you're looking uh, for is like a ship combat game with PvP in it, uh, this is going to be it. I think it's going to be good DMC for that. Yeah, I think uh, plunder as one of their settlements. So I'm going to game just outside of PvP the though. I'm full not. Of different pirates, I'm really just players. not sold on it. Yeah. I, th I think I am sold enough to, I'm going to buy it. I want to check this out, but I don't think I'm going to be in love with it. But it does seem like if I know some people who are going to be else into this kind of game, it seems like a game I'd like to play with friends. I mean, Sea of Thieves was fun with friends, but Sea of Thieves feels a little more involved. It's less systematic than this game. Um, this game is like, get your boat ready, go fucking fight shit with your boat. Ship. I keep saying fucking boat. Um... But uh, Sea of Thieves, it's be a pirate in our sandbox and play as you want. And it's a completely different vibe. So I hate to compare them so much, but they're kind of similar. Yeah, I think Sea of Thieves uh, has a better idea for in my brain of like the pirate life. But I think it is very simplistic in its gameplay. Um, versus like this seems like has more complicated systems but there are less of them and you're restrained yep. your ship outside of the hub um, I almost wish they were blended together yeah I would love features from this and fucking Sea of Thieves well and then this is more like my visual style I'm not really into the cartoony look of Sea of Thieves that much yeah, it looks like a good looking game like it's an Ubisoft game so it's got good like animations the the hub he's at right now is like populated and you know looks legit and then you know the the stream quality is not great but I can tell like the waves and stuff I've seen prior Ubisoft games what they can do with ships and combat and ocean stuff and I this is a newer game so it it, it looks good all the waves and shit like they got it down so uh, one of our medium navigation ships. It's good for. Yeah, it just feels like it's like lacking certain things. Well, I'll take that. Yeah. I think you're set up with the firepower, the big boy, right? Mm -hmm. So I've got the brig. I think it's pretty heavy. Yes. I do appreciate so, that Ubisoft uh, will every once in a while try something though, like this out, though, like uh, for, on, sure for honor. Yeah. It's for specific people. Food, oh, yeah. To feed but your crew who else is offering and, uh, a melee centric oh, AAA attack. 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 versus you like multiplayer game? It's very good food. I Not a whole lot of people. You got to look to the indie crowd. For yeah. a game like Single that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and play a game yes. like you know, uh, I have not uh, fucking chivalry it. or uh, uh, Mordow or something like that. Mm. And you know they're fun, but they're janky. But I hear it's really good, and it's um, very good in the game. And just like or, this, uh, I mean, see, these uh, is absolutely not happy. a not an indie game, but um, so I'm just take a look at any other pirate style game like this. Like they're all like indie games. The they're like you know, it's cool that someone tried it, but you know. They don't. They don't have the quality uh, of a game like this. So I, I appreciate Ubisoft will try it, but you can just tell Ubisoft so nice. badly wants their fucking Fortnite. They want their fucking Apex. Sides. They want. They want their game. Uh, Sieges uh, is their version of that, but it's so an older game at this point. And uh, they're probably not getting new players on Siege. It's probably all legacy players at this point. So they're like every game they're making now is just like fucking. Uh, 
please just like we need a community of people and we need the excitement of apex and the excitement of fortnite we want people talking about our fucking online game yeah they don't have that siege is popular people aren't talking about it the same as like you know an apex or a fortnite or something like that or a war zone and it's not gonna happen with this game either but you can tell it's the intention they they want a fucking online community i think hyperscape did not do it they're they're living five ten years in the past at this point with that mentality because the I feel like it yeah at least the buzz i i get when i go online is people aren't necessarily they're not looking for games and service games right now i'm not so like i uh if, unless you make just the undeniably fucking good one i'm yeah. not gonna go i'm not looking for that but uh i i am trying to get away from that yeah. in the games that i, I want to play lately are. yeah um, just because oversaturation happens all the time, and so like you get burnt out, and you want not that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So well, that's like the nice thing about playing the Ascent is it's not a games as a service live game. It's not a game they're just adding shit nonstop to you. Like it's it's you beat it. You can play the game if you want, but like it's just get in, you play, you enjoy yourself, you fucking you leave, and it's kind of short, sweet. Oh, yeah. Never game needs to be that, but so many games nowadays are like you're never done. Yeah, so keep easy. playing. We're going to keep adding the oh, same content that looks different. Nice. All right, I'm heading out. And just keep here forever. And the longer you're here, the more likely you are that every once in a while you're going to give us five bucks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're seeing gameplay now. Yeah, before, yeah, for anybody so listening to this, uh, they're just kind of like loading oh, their boat up to go out. Mm-hmm. Captain Wibbles taking out some sharks. I'm not exactly sure how they're moving the camera so quickly, but it does seem like you just kind of warp to a first-person view of the um, the steering thing. I don't know what the fuck they're called. Um, and, but you can warp up to the crow's nest and look around from there. But it doesn't seem like you have... It doesn't seem like you're moving around the ship. Yeah, you're just teleporting to positions. Yeah. And there are markers on the map, so anyone who plays Sea of Thieves right, uh, well. may either like that or hate that. Because Sea of Thieves, you gotta so we're going there figure it out to yourself. Should he just get what, like some jars of oil? Well, that's the contract. The, the carpenters, there's our mark. The carpenters. The water really on the deck is cool. This, uh, touch jar, though. Jar mm. of oil this right, is a cool um, touch. But this will show off the plunder mechanics. So a lot of the settlements or uh, forts. That you'll be able to I really want to see this game in like game. legit 4K, Ooh, good quality, because yeah, this this stream uh, recording, uh, what we call I can tell the game looks good, but but like this, this isn't doing it justice. It's a lot of popping. Surprised to see that. And you can leave, and your job is to stay alive and take out any maybe reinforcements that come along, or take out the towers along that that are set up to defend the settlement. Um, as you can see, the Dutch here are so already the, um, ready with uh, a couple towers and a couple ships. So on the way back, we probably need to be careful because I think these are some of the other players what? doing some PvP over there. What's that? Oh, they're PvP. Hmm. Yeah, there? I think you passed right by them. Okay, right? I, like I did. Ships. I did. I was focused on talking about the uh, <laughs> the plunder. Yeah, I was just worried because you're getting really close Can we to see any combacks? I don't want to watch them just talk about this as they slowly go across you're, you're my the ocean. Collect their jars of oil thereafter. Yeah. Okay, so it seems like well, we we're getting a, combat we now. Okay, there's more, to, more, more coming. Out. I want to talk him. Sea swabby. 
This also feels like it's it's a triple-A version of like World of Tanks. Yeah. This one is not going to rise very That's a good way to put it. Because World of Tanks is just like, you get tanks, you get new tanks. And you shoot tanks. And you drive around and you have tank combat where you have to like position your vehicle and shoot. We're still going at it over there. So some kind of animation is happening. They boarded the ship. Should repair. I mean, it looked cool, Damn, like the... Oh, yeah, but it well. was a fucking oh cutscene. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it kind of reminds me of like when we're playing like, um... I don't know if they all have it, but... Well, any FPS where like you can just go up behind someone, hold the melee button, and they do an animation to kill them. Or take their dog tags or something. It kind of seems like that's what that is. Why is the... There's so much UI on the water. Oh, uh, it's Ubisoft. Jesus <laughs> I, I also was wondering, I'm like, dude, it's kind of busy. Like, I don't know what the fuck is uh, going on. Especially with how small the screen is, and like, there's barely any room to see through. And then all the red markers showing up all of a sudden. Like, you don't need all that. Come on. Look at that. Ubisoft is definitely a company that decided at some point they need to be like inclusive and like make sure that everyone can play their games and so their UIs reflect that and like we need to make sure people cannot be confused and they do it so much that it almost makes it confusing. There's so much shit on the fucking screen. I want to finish burning this one. That guy sounded really enthusiastic. I'm gonna burn this one. You didn't get back in time. I'm no, 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 I'm, I'm okay. I mean, I got out of... So this uh, is the worst the part. The concept area. and everything I've seen so far has been oh, really cool. This combat nice. is kind of underwhelming to me. Yeah, I think mm. we're doing good. It seems like they're just driving into surviving. each other. Like, is that what combat's oh, gonna be like? You just I drive into each other and shoot? I mean, what happens in Sea of Thieves is like an event. Like, if someone drives their fucking boat into yours, somebody's gonna have to repair their ship after that, and they might board, and all sorts of stuff happens. But this is just, like, wonky-looking, like, oh, shit, uh, I can't move, he's driving into me. That game is is designed to have tasks to do on the ship, though. Yeah, exactly. This isn't. The ship is your character. This is your character model. We got two more tracks, and we finish the whole... We get the maximum coinage. Which is why I, I, looks like you took I, I, I'm having a hard time the, getting uh, excited for it. It's because, like, <laughs> you basically just made a, a PvP game where <laughs> your character is the ship instead of you being an actual, like, member of the ship. Mm -hmm. And that might be exciting for some. I'm not saying people can't enjoy that. But for me, it's not a very exciting prospect. I'm not trying to just be the ship. I'd rather I'd rather be one of, like, I, I hate driving games, for example. Oh, yeah. I'd rather be okay, more, fixing uh, the ship or shoot, okay. loading the yeah, cannon, yeah. shooting the cannon, something like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, a more fun thing to do. Finally. Uh, it is Ubisoft, though, so I could see in a year them adding something like that. Sure. If enough people said something. But that's not where it is now. Yeah. And, and if, like, again, I do think they're mostly making... A PvP game. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Like Someone's gonna there. want that. I'm gonna go right in. You gonna go straight in? Just send them on not fire right away. Okay. I wonder if they'll have a battle royale mode. Oh, I don't have a. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't have an weapon All right, I think I've seen enough though. Agreed. So, um, okay. I'll just okay. let this run, but mute it. Uh, we've been pretty much thorough about our thoughts on this but uh any lasting things you kind of want to say on your overall impressions of uh, what we saw of skull and bones um i mean i guess to just like clarify because i've been kind of just kind of mostly complaining mm -hmm. um i don't think it looks like the exact a, same boarding animation i don't think it looks like a bad game um, but it does not look like a game 
I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. I think it's doing the, none of the stuff that I would want to do in a party game. Um, and I kind of had the same problem when I played Sea of Thieves. I know I keep bringing it up, but really, what other pirate games can you compare to outside of like top-down, like strategy-style games? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like, I love the way Sea of Thieves plays, but then I never feel like there's um, hard objectives to do. It's very much a sandbox game, which is totally cool. Yeah, but it's the game you want to play with friends because that's half the fun. Yeah, it's but just I, the I'm, scenarios. I'm task-oriented. Yeah, um, and so having quests. <laughs> I like, and I know you can you can find quests and stuff like that in, in Sea of Thieves as well, um, but it, it feels very it, it feels like a sandbox game, which again totally fine, not my cup of tea. Um, but I do I do enjoy playing Sea of Thieves. I think it plays nice. I like the the going down and fixing the ship and using the cannon and loading it and like boarding ships and actually having sword fights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It feels like a pirate game. This feels like a ship game, not a pirate game. Yeah. Yeah, true. That's why when I brought up the World Tank things, I'm like, this feels like more of that kind of game. Yeah. Or even like if you're in a spaceship and it's just space combat mm-hmm. where you and your friends are a fleet of ships flying around fighting other things, but that's all you do. Yeah. That's what this game kind of feels like. For sure. But yeah. PvP-centric. Even though they made it sound like you're going to be able to do PvE content, um, it, it was built for the PvP. Yeah. So um, I think it's interesting. I do think, um, you know, they're doing something that, you know, Honestly, I, I don't think it exists. So, mm-hmm. you know, good for that. Um, but I think it's a pass for me. So, Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it looks cool enough. It doesn't look like something that's, like, super, super interesting. It doesn't seem like it's something I'm going to put a lot of investment into unless I play with friends and we're just having a fun enough time. Then I could see myself continuing to play it because it's got upgrades. It's got real progression. So that's stuff that's going to keep me around. The uh, cosmetic stuff is a nice uh, touch. Nice. Uh, oh, now I look like this. But like you said already, the ship is the is the star of the game, not your character. Um, and so uh, it'll be interesting for social reasons to have your character dress up a certain way. But it's all about your ship when it comes to gameplay. Um, but yeah, it seems like a game I would definitely play. Um, but the gameplay loop, I don't know how how much fun it's going to be. The combat. Uh, is impressive in every way outside of how sloppy it seems to be conducted. Um, I think the animations look great. I thought it was cool that when he got near a ship earlier and he did a move, it zoomed into his crew and they're all throwing Molotovs. So it's not even just shooting cannons. Like Mm -hmm. you have moves, but they've creatively made it into your crew doing the moves as well. So I think that's really neat. But then when I'm watching them in, in practice, actually just driving into each other, driving into rocks, and there's just shit happening everywhere, and the guy's just like, "Oh, I think I think something happened. Oh, I'm taking damage." Blah blah blah. It seems it just seems like a lot, especially with the UI, like you mentioned earlier. It's fucking busy as shit, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's just visually kind of unappealing. All the shit happening, it feels less like like when you play Sea of Thieves. Bring it up again. Um, you you're there for every fucking cannonball you shoot. Yeah. You got to load the fucker, you got to get it ready, you got to take aim, you fire it, you miss, but now you have an idea of the next cannonball. You and then the whole time you're doing that, the other guy you're shooting is either trying to get away from you or he's priming his shit and shooting at you. And it's like you're there for every shot. Mm-hmm. You're there for every fucking like movement. And it, this game doesn't have to be that, but it's very different feeling or looking. I haven't played it. Uh, where it does feel like you're just spamming moves. 
and just it almost feels like an FPS. She's like, just like throw a grenade, fucking uh, do this move, call in this uh, thing. Like it's it's hectic as shit feeling, but um, could still be fun. Um, so yeah, uh, definitely more of a game in my wheelhouse that I would play. But even for me, I, I it's more so a strong curiosity on if I'm gonna like it or not. But yeah. You know, it's it's not something I'm like I have to play, um, but it's a nice AAA looking game. It's uh, it's it's super fucking deep. It's an Ubisoft game. It's super detailed. A lot of shit going on, and uh, that's appreciated. But uh, I'm really curious to see how this game performs uh, long term. I feel like plenty of people are going to buy it when it first comes out, but I don't know how long it's gonna uh, how strong Hold. it's gonna be in the in the long term. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they'll support it for years, but I just don't know. I don't know if there's a a demographic of people large enough to keep this game afloat. Um, haha. But, uh, yeah, and that we'll see, but I'll, I'll be playing it when it comes out. I'm curious about it. So, um, yeah, not exactly the game I wanted, but interesting enough. So that's, I think where I'll keep it. You got anything else? No. All right. Well, we said a lot on Skull and Bones, so let us know in the comments where are you guys coming from when it comes to this game. It's been a long time coming with this game, and uh, it's finally revealed. Is the the final product what you wanted from this game, or did you never have hype for this game? Or maybe you did have hype for this game, but then you saw it and you're like, ah, I'm not really into that, or maybe it's even better than you thought it was going to be. Is this game made for you? Maybe you play games like World of Tanks, and you're like, dude, this is exactly what the fuck I want to play. Mm-hmm. Um, let me know. Uh, join the conversation. Let us know your thoughts on skull and bones because it seems to be a game that's going to have people in different places when it comes to uh, their thoughts on it but uh yeah um we don't have a reading your comment segment because of our wonky schedule it has not given you guys a whole lot of opportunities to give us comments so we're going to be skipping that part and so we're going to be ending this tasty cast anything to say before we do that a lot of uh jrpgs play this year apparently fuck yeah um, with that, that's going to do it for this episode of TasteCast, episode 169. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on our socials and our streams linked down below. You can check out our Discord link down below as well. You can talk to us anytime, all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and the podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. And we have a Discord, or not Discord, a... Uh, Oh, God, what is it? Patreon. If you'd like to support the channel more than liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing, if you're brand new, also check out me, check me out on TikTok at uh, Tasty Senpai and uh, Tasty Luke Gaming. And yeah, uh, Chevy, thank you for joining me. And uh, thank you guys for joining me. I've been Seth. Until the next episode, have a good one, guys, and take it easy.